percent of the time, ninety nine percent of the time. Really. Well, I mean, me being on the mats, I'm barefoot so much, dude. Yeah. Um, because that's just my job for most of the time. But now, when I do wear shoes, I'm wearing those vibrant five fingers. Mm. I was I, I've been recommending them to everybody because I just it makes my foot feel different. Like when I'm barefoot. Yeah. Like just when I'm running on the mat and stuff, like planting my feet. Uh, your feet are maybe like um have a lot of underdeveloped muscles in them i've heard mm -hmm. and that i just feel it in the bottom of my feet more than anything so right but you never move your toes around really. no but it actually causes you to like does it put resistance to where you actually exercise a bit with them um <clears throat> no i don't know it's just like really like just having a thin slab of rubber on the bottom of your foot i've been joking with people i'm like well which would you rather wear this shoe which is more um in line with like our natural way that we already are or this thing that this dude who um sold stuff out of the trunk of his car came up with right yeah we're not really supposed to be wearing shoes yeah i mean and, and if we are maybe it should be more like a moccasin or something right yeah like think about like an like a, a moccasin pretty much form-fitting yeah. to, to oh, your absolutely. foot yeah, i mean just as it's really like the thing I know is because I walk out on my gravel um, in the in the five fingers and like it's to totally tolerable. It doesn't hurt, but like um, stuff like that is like all you need is just a little shield for so you don't have to like tiptoe on something like that, right? And that's what that shoe is. Mm -hmm. Just a little like it, it's still you feel them like kind of hitting on the bottom yeah. of your foot or whatever the rocks, but it's not bad at all. No, I'm gonna have to purchase some of that. Um, well, dude, so. We're gonna review the album. Have right. you listened to the whole album? Eat Every the damn second, dude. You're ah, man. We were doing a podcast when you sent me the clip of um, "So Long" and "Thanks for All the Fishes." Right. Yeah. And uh, so, like, we were on the podcast. Uh, me and I think Rob, my buddy, uh, we were on, we were on the podcast uh, doing talking about something. Maybe I can't remember what we were. Maybe we were doing a, a Cobra Kai review or. Now this had been for that. We just did that the other night. I decided to upload it. Speaking of which, Segway, Segway, whatever. Have you seen that show? Are you charting this? Cobra I Kai? haven't seen it, but I'm oh, so dude, excited. It's so good. Is it good? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, my God. No yes, spoilers. Dude. I got to see Okay, it. the first two episodes are on no. YouTube for free. Yeah. Okay, if, good. After that, you just watch them, and then you just sign up for the, the free month of YouTube Red or whatever. But, dude, there's like, it, it's definitely better than regular youtube really like before you got here i was listening to tim kennedy on joe rogan and like you know how like when you close an app on or you, like you close the youtube app on your phone it stops playing it stops playing yeah. you it keeps playing okay so that's what it does yeah that's I, one I of the features that. i see that as an as one of the advertisements but i wasn't sure if it there's more there's more content too really like um more movies like because i was watching cobra kai like three ninjas came on rocky look Emily, it's like twenty years old. Uh, twenty four is when the second one came out. Twenty four years ago, because I just shared this on Facebook is the only reason I know, unless it was fake news. But twenty four years ago, um, three ninjas kick back, dude. Then there was the, th the third one, knuckle up. See, the first one's the only one that was like it, it really is the only my one. generation. Yeah, yeah. The the second one was pretty good. They like go to Japan. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. It was kind of like in Karate Kid 2 when Ralph Macchio goes to Okinawa. I liked that one. Actually, I did because the the at the end, the fight mattered. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That was but, I just watched that both of them um, because Cobra Kai got me feeling all the first Karate Kid is great. Oh man, the ending, oh, man, it's so it's, good. It gets you going. Yeah, it does, yeah. dude. Um, yeah. I mean, it's an emotional movie for sure. But then the Cobra Kai tells it from the perspective of Johnny. Yeah, see, I, I put out this video, and I might be wrong here, but I put out this video where I, I had a theory that maybe the entire time, through um through Johnny um through Johnny's percep perception that maybe Ralph Macchio's character was the bully. Yeah, no, that's it. That's what they play up on that big time. Really? Dude. Oh yeah. You're kidding me. That's what it really is. It, that's the whole premise. Shit. It's like like uh, there's all these flashbacks. That was my theory this whole oh, time. Dude, I should play you like um one of the montages of from the first episode where like Johnny's driving in his car and he's like drinking like like the alcohol's like running out of his mouth and it's like like playing some eighties as fuck song in the background. Like, so he's been like sitting there drinking himself to death. Oh, and he's like fifty one. Life sucks, right? Yeah, yeah. And then one day he gets into a fight outside of a supermarket with some kids well, and beats right, the so shit out yeah. of them and yeah, of goes to jail and uh, gets out of jail. And opens a dojo, brings Cobra Kai brings back. Brings Cobra Kai back. And, uh, yeah, but, dude, okay. that's like Ralph gotcha. Macchio is 56 years old, dude. Yeah, he looks great. He does look great. It's yeah, amazing. Both of them are in it. it it's, I'm, I was feeling so nostalgic about it. I mean, actually, First Cardi Kid was 84. But, like, when I was a kid, the Nintendo game was popular. And you can, ding, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Ding. That's the chopsticks. That was 84 when it came out? Yeah. I mean, this is. A movie that we used to play, we used to role play it when I was in kindergarten. I mean, like, oh, dude, it was um, it was a thing. Well, see, then you had the second and third one come out, and like, um, I, f I forget, I looked it up the other day. Maybe it was eighty six and eighty nine, or eighty seven and eighty nine, or something like that. But you had three come out, and dude, here's something I just like because the YouTube Red, like the autoplay works a little differently. I feel like, like, and it gives you more like. Um, was this? It was like giving all sorts of like Karate Kid videos, like interviews with Ralph Macchio and William Zakba. That's mm -hmm. the guy that plays Johnny's name. So that dude ended up going to film school, becoming a producer, and all this stuff. Wow. And uh, he he and Ralph Macchio produced this. But in the third Karate Kid movie, Ralph Macchio is twenty eight years old. Well, he just had those childlike good looks, you know. Yeah, dude didn't age. <clears throat> so you've seen the movie The Outsiders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I met somebody the other day. They didn't know what I was talking about. And I'm like, No, hey, no, no, no. What? Emilio Estevez. They didn't, uh, they didn't read the... Yeah, no, dude, they, they, yeah, they never read the book. That's part of like, that's curriculum. That's part of like, yeah, that's part of life. Well, I mean, like... Um, when you're in like eighth grade, Nothing gold can it. stay. Um, Robert Frost and... Pony Boy, man. Dude. They didn't stay know, golden. Stay gold, Pony Boy. <laughs> yes. Right? Right. It's, that's childhood. They it, didn't it know really what that is, was. Dude, it really is. I'm going to pull up man. this track listing to eat the elephant so we can start. Um, and just, I, I, we could do this, um, I guess, a couple of different ways. Um, I say yeah, we just play. I just say too. we play it in the background. If I can find a cool live video, maybe we do that. Yeah, it's whatever you but want. But we'll just go in order, sure. man. We'll just listen. So we're going to listen to Eat the Elephant and talk about it while we chat about other things, too. Sure. Uh, I'm John Warren, by the way. Yes, third time uh, guest. Third time guest. Uh, for first time listeners. Yeah, if anyone's wondering. Uh, old uh, compadre of Brian's. Indeed. They, and they need to. So this is this is going to be our 
I forget. I think this is like my maybe my sixth or seventh music unraveled oh, episode. Really? Yeah. But yeah, you right. you came on when we were just talking about uh, Maynard yeah. in general. I'm probably coming off as quite the Maynard file at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. You know, people need to be on this train. Yeah, dude. I I still haven't seen Blood and Wine. Really? Gotta watch it. Man. Get on that. Yeah. Uh, I just was charting it just a while back. We should, dude. We should do one over that. <laughs> Easily, yeah. Ma- then maybe like we'll do all this Maynard content, and then he'll notice us. Well, you know, it's worth a shot. Hey, I am. I'll tell you this. I'm trying to also go. So like Maynard's been training over at this uh, place called Henry Aikens uh, Dynamics Jiu Jitsu. Henry mm-hmm. Aikens is like one of um, he like Hickson's fast fastest promotion to blue belt. Maybe maybe his third American black belt or something like that. Like I can't remember where he falls in the hierarchy, but he's OG. Mm-hmm. Right, and he's like, you know, probably in his forties now or something. Ran Hickson's academy when Hickson moved away. This dude, coincidentally, is from Edmond, Oklahoma, and went to high school with this dude whose daughters go to my gym. But anyway, Maynard trains with that guy, and I was just saw this um, interview of a uh, uh, Dan Camarillo seminar, and it clips to Maynard, and he's like, you know, it was good. Thought it was gonna be Dave, but it was Dan. <laughs> Cause like Dave Camarillo, I know who that is, and like it was just a funny as fuck joke. And it's like, <laughs> is that Maynard? And dude, you know, a bunch of jujitsu people would have seen that and not even known. So uh, the first track is "Eat the Elephant." I'm gonna throw that on. I think we can find a good live version of that. You've heard all the tracks. I have not heard every single track, so okay. that's I'm looking forward yeah, I to. Can, I can tell you a little bit about a lot of those. Yeah, dude, you were you were breaking down. We were just texting back and forth a little bit about. Um, that uh so long and thanks yeah. for the fishes uh okay a perfect circle eat the elephant first time live i watched this a while back um 7.1 thousand views we'll go for that we'll see what that sounds like i cast it up on my tv here that way we're not violating any issues so the audience won't actually hear what's coming over the waves but we do I like that, uh, whatever that sound is they're making. See, what you're going to get here is what I believe is to be simplistic chording. But that's a good thing. Less is more. But I want you to hear the jazz percussion. It's coming. Yeah. We're 31 seconds into this video, if anybody wants to listen. Yeah, please listen along. It's a very percussive album. I do like that. the, The bass is always driven, a perfect circle, but... beautiful oh <laughs> it's like dude i'm gonna i'm gonna bust out some uh not obscure maynard but something i just wanted to play on the podcast while you were here it's from it's actually a pussifer tune sure yeah i'll know it the whole album is sex i swear it's just smooth red wine sex 14 years since an imperfect circle album that's crazy 
Imagine, see, like, dude, uh, the the band Tool did this like seven show, uh, seven. It wasn't even a show. They might have played some music. I don't know, but it was like where they sat down and like, here's how we've been recording the album. Mm-hmm. But some interviews from that, like, they're like, well, here's the dynamic. It's like the stuff we are writing is different now because we're not as pissed off. Like we're not as angry. We're not as young and like healthy or what, like vibrant, whatever, like, like I'm sure that they are vibrant people, but like, just like saying like the, the tone when we're putting out like the Anima album is just going to be different than this one. And they were saying that they've changed as people. And then some of their older stuff, it's, they said it's hard for Maynard to still sing. Yeah, I was telling you about that. Yeah. But this, well, I mean, if you don't own it, just, uh, you can just, I don't want to tell you to stop listening and just go buy it. I'm going to buy Keep it on vinyl listening. when I go to the show. Keep listening, but go buy it now because this could possibly be a magnum opus of our generation right here. Definitely. It's a masterpiece. Dude, people are going to look collectively at oh my Maynard God. James Keenan's works. Yeah. That's why, I, like, we could just talk about him for hours. Like, his his background and, like, how he went to West Point and was in the Glee Club and all that shit is so fascinating to me. <laughs> like, you're a West Point athlete slash genius. Uh, could have been, like, a three-star general right now or something probably, but well, chose to do this. I tell you, throughout the album, though, uh, as a musician, I, I was so impressed with everyone in the album. All the other members. Oh, yeah. Really came Dude, well, forward. I mean, Billy, uh, Billy, Billy Howardell was um, Adam Jones's guitar tech. Oh, right. hey, so I saw Primus the other night. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, uh, Justin Chancellor, mm-hmm. the bassist for Tool, yeah. he did like this whole background lead-in thing for Primus, mm-hmm. and like that they played in the background before he played. Uh, Les Claypool played like five old tunes, and then played his whole last album, The Desaturating Seven. And then they did Jerry was a race car driver and uh, my name is Mud. Mm-hmm. Such a good one, dude. Did he do a bass solo? Dude, he did a lot of crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> dude, when they played Too Many Puppies, though, they got down on that one. Too Many Puppies. Such a good one, dude. I was losing it. It was it was out there too. At like one point, he had his bow out and he was like doing a stand up. Just he's not from Earth, dude. He, I, I know, dude. And he's like, I'm sure as a vocalist yourself, you can appreciate. Um, like, I mean, dude, who sounds like Les Claypool? I can't think of anyone. And he doesn't care. Jerry about the Reigns could Like nobody, that, nobody that sort of like, like that, that is yeah. obscure yeah, sounding. Strange. Dude, I've um, heard some less hardcore fans of Maynard and anything that he touches. Uh, not throw, yeah, I'll just say, we'll say throw shade at this album, like saying that it, they didn't like it or that they it didn't sound like a perfect circle. And dude, I'm telling you, like as soon as I heard the first single, um, Dissolu- was Dissolution the first single or what was the first single? Talk, 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 talk. Okay, yeah. That so or the doomed. All right, that was the end um, of the. Live if you could play a um, the recording version, 
real quick. I want something. Uh, disillusioned? Want no. I want to show you something special. Which, uh, what do we want to listen to? Talk, talk. I want to, I want to skip to something beautiful real quick. All right, let's do it. What do you? Now, this is not, I want you to skip to the recorded version of Hourglass. Okay. See you later. You. Of course, getting your first tattoo. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a big moment. It is. Congratulations. Go you. That's a big moment. All right. Good luck. Yeah. Man, I was 18. I was 18 when I got my first tattoo. I was 19, I think. Uh, what, okay, so what? which one? Hourglass. Hourglass. Get the studio version. Because, man, you're going to want to talk about this. We need to get this out of the way. Because it was one of the last ones I heard in, uh, when I was re- you know, reviewing this whole thing. Pre-reviewing. Yeah. Yeah, just this. Okay, so Hourglass is track 10. Suck this up your ear hole. No, you're not ready for this shit. <laughs> That's uh, interesting. No, nobody's ready. They for have this. some interesting intros, Ac- like across all the stuff I've heard. It's like, oh, dude, right? Yeah. What's he doing to make his voice sound that way? Like, you know, well, a, you know, that, he's, he sings a in a com- megaphone a lot. Yeah, that's just a compression filter. Yeah, I like it. I, I, that's what I mean. I like that he's doing that because it's definitive, Maynard. Yeah. What's he doing to make his voice sound that <laughs> way? <laughs> I was waiting for your reaction on that. Wow. I just wanted you I wanted you to hear robotic mechanized Maynard. Wow. Wow, right? That's the that's yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and that sounds like musically. See, some of, some of the stuff I've heard musically does sound different from a perfect circle. But if you listen to all other stuff, you could be like, "That's definitely a perfect." Well, it's circle. the familiar chording, like I was saying. It's the chords that they always <laughs> use. It's the chord progressions they always use, which is genius. That always go back to those chord progressions. Yeah, no. Last night I was jamming the hell out of that with the bass woofer just turned up you know dude i can't wait to get a needle for that record player i need to do it like while we're on the podcast that way i just know that it's taken care of i had the woofer just bouncing and i was just in my own world and uh i saw this movement in my computer screen reflection i turned around my girlfriend was just dancing her ass off to this i was just like see man that's that groove dude it is this is i love that electronic mixture with the classic sort of because i mean they did what was what, what was that remix album they did Em, was it emotive? Was it? Uh, yeah, was it emotive? Because mm-hmm. they, uh, emos- they uh, did one that had like like three libras electronic, oh, like yeah. like and all this different stuff on it. You know, right, like all yeah. these different mixes on class, like the, a greatest hits like remix, Danny Loner remixes and whatnot. Dude, this is this you gotta is hear this dope. ending. This ending is sick. Yeah, I, 
I was really getting a handle on this album. And then this song came on and I was like, I don't know shit. I'm blown away now. Yeah, this this uh this sent me for a loop. Yeah, this bridge, man. You notice there's so much keyboard, so much piano in this Dude, album. I've been wanting to get like a little key synth just to play with in here. Yeah. Like just something just like a little <laughs> like but I want something that has like I'm not gonna get logic and I don't know how to use anything like Pro Tools or anything yet. So I'm just trying to keep it simple. Um so I want something I can have some modeling with, you know, like some, some mixing on the on the unit. Yeah. I looked at a couple of different units lately. I'll show you one that I was looking at. Roland is fantastic. Yes, that's a, um, well, but I'm old school. Dude, it, it must've heard us talking about it. Cause when I pulled it up, the first thing that came up was this, um, check it out. This is coming. This is the other one. <laughs> nice. I know, man. They're going to have to listen along with this. It's that breakdown at the end. See what I mean by a percussive album? Oh, yeah. Right. And that's the ending. What? Five, four, three, two. That was great. All right. I'm going to switch the tone up a little bit. Tone me up, man. The Tone Rangers. What is that off of? I think the movie The Breakup. Yes. <laughs> come, Gary, come. <laughs> come with the kick drum. Like I, I like I say that sometimes and nobody gets what I'm saying, but it's like that that super like flamboyant brothers that yeah. Jennifer Aniston had in that movie. I think that's what the, I think that's what that's from. That movie was so depressing. Um, let's see. Sexy, but depressing. All right. Here we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know it word for word, man. Oh my god, dude. I just heard this for the first time the other day. No. And like I can't get it out of my head. Country boner. Yeah, just the, the spelling. <laughs> you know the spelling? No, I didn't. C U N. Yeah, right. I yeah. wondered if that wasn't it. Dude. My favorite part. <laughs> oh my god. The Judds. It won't go down. Dude, have you seen Pussifer? Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to see him so bad yeah, I was now. very, very fortunate, I felt, to see them. Wow. It was so intimate. So intimate. I've heard, man. I've heard that... Well, that must have been you telling me the story yeah, about, yeah. like, how fucking weird it was. It was like, it was how a, they, like, started out the show. It was a 50-foot silk screen behind was that? Was it you telling me, like, Maynard, like, comes up pulling a cart? Pulling a... um. <laughs> this girl Sorry. too, man. Who? What's her name? Uh, Karina Round. Yeah, 
She's a dynamic part of the band. Uh, she's everything, man. And let me tell you, I don't want to just sound... Yeah, this is like... I can't talk. <laughs> I won't be able to talk with this shit because it's like hilarious, man. Oh, man. Won't go down. I'll, t- I'll tell you the story again. I just... Yeah, Jesus this is only Christ. a three-minute song or something. Oh, yeah, there's Blazing Saddles. <laughs> he was playing clips of this the whole time. Like their little comedy act. You know, it's so Andy Kaufman. He even had a look-alike that was doing a lot of stuff. I, I went down an Andy Kaufman rabbit hole like Be careful. a few months ago. Be careful. It'll, it's upsetting. Oh, dude. It's upsetting. I'll tell you, um, I, I I knew about some of this, but Tim Kennedy was talking about it on Joe Rogan's podcast. But um, <laughs> I actually made a Facebook status about it. But it's basically this Nazi colony that developed post World War II, where like hundreds of thousands, or maybe a hundred thousand German people are currently at or were in Chile. Mm. I think I heard about this. Yeah. Um, it's a colonia. Um, it's a weird word. Um, I, I miss uh, Dignidad. Colonia Dignidad. It's wild. Just saying, look into it. Wait, no. Is that the... Um, yeah. Thank God this is about over so I can think. Because that just takes over my entire soul when it's on. Okay, now you're talking about the Nazis that were in South America, you said? Yes, Chile. Okay. Now, you like, including um, uh, the Fuhrer himself. That's the theory. And, like, the, no, that was actually quite proven. There's, we spent, uh, okay, so here's what it, um, we do have. Let me get the next track up, which is, what is, what are we listening to right now? It just auto-played on me. It oh, this up. is Pussifer, The Remedy, which is, have you seen this? Um because we're going to get fantastically off track on a good thing. Yeah. But if you haven't seen this, then by all means. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is fantastic. Right I'm going to queue up our next uh, Eat the Elephant track. Uh, in yeah, the this meantime. is The Remedy by Pussifer. This is all about trolls. People talking shit on the internet and stuff. Bitches. See, listen. This is the best line ever. Is that a Deadpool costume? No, it's a a lucha, uh, luchador or whatever. No, lucha libre. Lucha libre, yeah. Maynard's hair choices are always great too. Uh, this this song gets stuck in my head so bad. Oh man. So many people need to hear some of these lyrics. Yeah, there we go. 
I want to. There's this lyric that'll play. I'm just wanting you to hear it. I think it's right here. I think. Haters, isolators. Now you'll know it when it happens. I'm holding you out, but I swear it's worth it. Those pinstripes. Yeah, right here. Damn it! (laughs) It's gonna happen. I swear. (laughs) I think it's the chorus. I sadly just didn't get into Pussifer until like recently. It's the best. Talk about rabbit holes. Dive head first and love it. Dude, it's, you know, Maynard is getting to the point now. It's like if Tool comes out with another album, and let's say Pussifer comes out with another album, and even if both of those things happen in the next five years, then look at the Maynard catalog, like how big that is. I mean, damn. Got to be a couple hundred songs, right? I never did the math. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, for sure. How many, uh, well, I mean, if, if you just... Didn't look at the remix album or whatever, but um, a perfect circle had uh, Merida Gnomes, Thirteenth Step, um, Emotion, Emotion, uh, and then uh, the uh, this album. So let's just say this has twelve. So that's gonna be let's say forty-five songs between those. Well, then uh, there was the Donkey Punch the Night. Uh, Yes. <laughs> I caught it's in a boxing ring. I didn't notice that. Or a wrestling ring, rather. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted you to hear that. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Yeah, that's the best thing ever. Man, Maynard is such a worker. Yeah, he's got the ethic. But, like, you know, he's surrounded by people who work, you know? Yeah, he, he talked uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast about just being almost like, um, he's like, well, I work out my logistics. Um, you know, he's like, I don't get in the way of myself by having stuff not planned out and having things not in place before I undertake something. I, I line out all the logistics. Yeah. And I, so and I'm sure he's got like some life hacks and stuff he does, but it's, it's so fascinating. Listen to him talk about everything. I don't. Cause yeah, I mean, he hadn't done a shit ton of interviews. I don't feel like, right. You can count on two hands. Probably the famous I mean, he's ones. Done, he's been on Joe really. Rogan, I think three times. And then, um, like, uh, that, that, doc, there's document, some documentaries. Well, out see, there. He's done this new revolver series. I sent you a piece of it and it's hilarious, yeah. but, uh, that's new for him, you know, to do these mainstream interviews. Yeah. What do you got for me? All right. 
Let's listen to this uh, Jimmy Kimmel version. Of the Jimmy Kimmel series of the Eat the Elephant songs are out of this world. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Um, the next, okay, so this is, um, well, get it queued up. Uh, this is disillusioned oh. on Jimmy Kimmel. God. Yeah. Now, this obviously is about disconnecting from these things. Yes, I know. I love the music video. I just want. I just want to hear live performances and look at Maynard and stuff. Look at all the people recording it. Isn't that ironic? I know, right? Do you see where Jack White won't allow cell phones in his shows? He won't either. No, every Pussifer show, like, and I, I thought it was just ours at first, but everyone that was holding up a phone got escorted out of the building. Wow. Pissed off. But, I mean, they, they were very clear about that. Well, look, just look like at all, I mean, that's what we're watching is a bootleg right now. Yeah. And that's that funny. We're sure. the one consuming this right I now. I was just about to remark on that because all of these um, studio versions that we're going to listen to, I mean, I pay for Spotify. I can pull, mm -hmm. the, pull it up through the Spotify app. But still, man, I'll tell you, dude. You know who I saw on Joe Rogan's podcast yesterday, the day before, that like was one of the best podcasts I've ever saw? Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. I heard he was on there. I haven't Holy seen it yet. Holy shit. I bet he's got some stories. Oh, dude. Yeah, man. But it was all about like digital music. I mean, not all about it, but a lot about digital music and how little people get paid. And Oh, absolutely. I think we talked about it. And like, dude, I, I like, I've considered pulling my podcast off Spotify. Yeah. Because oh, I can tell you right now. I don't. Th I think it'll. Um, I think it'll fuck up my monetization in the future. Like I'm. Yeah. I'm like trying to get a hundred episodes. Yeah, yeah. And build the brand, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna finally really geared up. Um, I feel like in the next couple months, I'm gonna launch. Like, I'm gonna start doing a mad amount of history podcasting. I think you should. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the only reason I haven't is because I'm doing a mad amount of research and lecturing. And I'm getting my narratives down on, like, what I want to do. So, like, I'm going to start recording and creating an online class for um, uh, Civilization uh, to. Sorry, we just got captured by cords. Can somebody get that Mercedes logo off the damn stage? Is that paid, paid for the show. Sadly. It's the Jimmy Kimmel show, so. Stealing a moment right there, isn't he? Listen to the crowd. I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how music does that, man? It's the last remaining magic on earth. What about what about no touch martial arts? Where I just you know throw you with my invisibility force field. Well, empty that's, touch. that's iffy. 
Oh, it didn't work. You Dang know, I, I could. You want to go down a rabbit hole? We can go down that rabbit hole. I can talk about that actually. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, I I've seen some amazing things too. That I that I would say, yeah, that's not bullshit. It is remarkable though how much um f- like total fuckery there is out there, like in terms of like charlatans and people that are like like Russian slap foo. Uh, I did see a Russian uh, bitch slapping contest a, cu- a couple of days well, ago. Well, there's that. Which was, have you seen the Russian slap jitsu? No. No, I mean, I don't shit, have to we say got, anything we got combat jiu-jitsu now, which is like Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition with slaps. Oh, not, right. not punches, but when you get the fight to the ground, you mm-hmm. can slap them. And uh, Wagner Roca, who's an MMA fighter, won the first like, championship by just slapping the fuck out of somebody in mouth over and over again. <laughs> You'll break your hand, though. You know, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I slap a lot of times I'm rolling with like one of my guys, the fighter, if I don't put my MMA gloves on or we're doing gi or whatever. Um, I simulate slaps for him because it's like, hey, you, you know, cover up. Like, don't yeah, don't yeah. roll. Like, I, I, that's something we've changed a lot. It's like, uh, if I can touch your face anytime during this match, you can get punched. You, yeah. you know, don't let that happen. Yeah. And I roll that way. It's weird that I got it from Hickson. That's how Hickson rolls. I think that's actually really smart, though, man. Don't matter that we're not going to get hit. It's like you can't do jiu-jitsu for self-defense without thinking of like that. Yeah. I think and that's really good. Man, it's I just like, that. well, like I look around. It's like out of all the people in my gym, a lot of people compete. Mm-hmm. We, have a lot, we have a lot of people that compete. But they're the minority still by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, it's... Uh, I, so I'd much rather just teach like the like, hey, yeah, this will work for competition. But I teach, try to teach the things that'll work for the most amount of people. You know, like it's more self defense oriented anymore. Okay, um, so let's see what's next. Uh, the contrarian. I haven't heard this one. Um, very positive. You need to hear, um, remember Tori Amos? Mm. In the 90s? Tori Amos? Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, uh, delicious. He's friends with her. I'm going to call my buddy Jack today and tell him happy birthday. There's a song called Del- Delicious on there that sounded a lot like a Tori Amos song to me. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. I just pulled her up. The masterpiece. Is that Maynard? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can tell, but it's like he just keeps doing weird shit with his voice, which is totally awesome. Okay. But this is really showcasing, like, the variety. You want to hear the variety? um, Can I see? Do you have a track list? Yeah. What's the... Next uh, next up after this would be four, and it's The Doomed, then So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, which had some crazy vocal on it at the beginning, then it changes. He's got a, a deep vocalization, though, later in the album. Talk, talk. Uh, by and down the river, yeah. Delicious DLB feathers and get the lead out. Okay. 
when we get to delicious and feathers, I, I've got some comments. For sure. This is still on the high end of his vocalization. A lot of uh, fantastic harmonies. So this is our, uh, we listen to Hourglass, so yeah, we're on the fourth, uh, fourth song of the album. I'm hearing two part, but it might be more. My boner. Hmm? My boner. Dude, country boner. See, there's that two part beautiful harmony. Explosive nice. distortion. See, it's always been bass driven, so they kept that vibe. They never changed that. Drumming is like the uh, drummer, the drumming from like the Melvins. Um, but it's got this jazz, these beautiful improvisations, these flourishes all over the place. Yeah, it's two part, beautiful two part harmony. Very close together. All these resolves going in and out. I'm speaking to my music peeps. Yeah, this it's strange to hear them with these, a Texas these, these major harmonies. And I said, Stephen Tower is your spirit animal. You said what? Nate Murdoch. Stephen Tower is your spirit animal. Because, dude, I was watching that oh Stephen God, Tower funny. on Joe Rogan's podcast. I was like, bro, this guy is Nathan Murdoch. Na yeah. or Nathan Murdoch is this guy. Yeah. And, but just like the way he was talking, he's just like, like just hmm. some of his mannerisms and stuff. I'm like, this, this is like reminded me of Nate so much. I texted him and I was like, dude, Stephen Tower is your spirit animal, bro. Uh, and he's like, it's so true. <laughs> Hello, but we we were texting about it, dude. I've been rolling with Nate. I've rolled with Nate like ten times, and I don't, he probably doesn't even remember who the, who the hell I am. But I've rolled with him like ten. Dude, times. he's been on the podcast. He sat right there in that chair. Shit, dude. He was the uh, sweetest dude. He's, he is a sweetheart, man. It's literally like the most gentle rolling I've ever done in my life is with that guy. Mike used to set me up against him every chance he got. I remember, he was like, yeah, don't worry, me, me he too. will not hurt you. I remember one time. Um, and he didn't. He didn't hurt me. <laughs> I was I was rolling with Nate, and I just, like, first started, and he's, like, a pro fighter. Yeah, that's when I very, very this first This just auto-played and went to by and down the river. Let's go and listen to that if you're done. Sure, sure. But, um, like, I got him in an arm bar, and, like, we're, like, MMA sparring or something, you know, and, like, I'll go back, and I sit down by Caleb. Maynard is singing. We must be quiet. He just got, he's kind of sucks the old attention out of him. No, wow. dude, I know I feel the same way. Yeah, like, but he got, you got him several a, times that we've been chatting. It's just like, whoop. you got him in an armbar? Uh, okay, so I go back and I sit down by Caleb and I start thinking about it. And I'm like, I've been doing this for like four or five months, you know, whatever. I look over at Caleb. I'm like, you think Nate gave me that armbar? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, Damn, <laughs> I bet he totally did. Because, dude, that's I, I told this girl that I rolled with the other day. Um, she's like, 
really good. It's just learning all these leg locks and heel hooks and, uh, and like has an aptitude, picks it up immediately. And like, if you let her get you in a submission and it's one she knows how to do, she'll probably finish you. So it's like, I feel like kind of my job to let people get in, in everybody's job that does jujitsu to kind of put yourself in bad spots, work out of them frequently. And I especially do that with beginner students. Like I want them to get in like finishing positions and I will defend, get out if they make mistakes. But it's like this girl doesn't make a lot of mistakes on the finishes she knows, she goes for because it's the one she knows how to do, particularly heel hooks. Holy shit. And um, like if you let her get you in that spot, like you're probably going to tap. It doesn't matter what your rank is, you know. She's got you. Yeah, but it's like I told her, I'm like, I might let you get me in the spot. But once you put your hands together, that's all you, you know, like I should have, you know, maneuvered into like, cause the leg locks a little different, like a heel hook, dude, if they get their hands together, you're probably going to tap. So I'll let her get, get in that spot and see if she can get her hands together and defend. But once she gets her hands together, it's, it's game over. Mm. Some people just got it. I like that. Darn it. Yeah, Howard L shows off in this album, man. He really... There's even a guitar solo in one of the songs. I'm trying to remember nice. which one. It's crazy that he's Adam Jones's guitar tech. I know. What the hell? I wonder if he still does that. Like, if Tool goes out on the road, if he's going to be Adam Jones's guitar tech. Or when Tool... When I saw I him, I wonder if he was I hope there. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Hell, I don't know. I have yeah, no I response see, to that. I can't see him doing that anymore. Yeah, you'd think he'd, you know, rise the ranks. But he's like, I'm, I've got my own Maynard band, Adam. You're going to have to find another. <laughs> I've moved down. But, but you know, that's got to be kind of an awkward deal. Like, oh, hey, um, I started a side band with your front man. Um, he, you know, uh, he's got his own band. Howardell? You haven't heard it? No. Ashes Divide. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Yeah, I have. It's fantastic. Really good. I haven't really delved into it though. It's good. Does he sing or what? Yeah. It's, it's I'm gonna come up real quick. <laughs> it's real good. That's just a vod. There's music video. Matt McJunkins and John Freese. Just a three piece, eh? No, okay, four piece. Another guitar player. Andy Gerald. A lot of the members were playing in Pussifer when we were there. When he was introducing everybody, he's like, yeah, this is so-and-so. He's also an Ashes Divide. This is so-and-so. He's also an Ashes Divide. So, I'm noticing this, too. So many more bands are doing, like, you get, like, a core two people, and everyone else is a touring member. It's because... I think it's so hard to get dedicated individuals <coughs> know, anymore, and I and I hate that. Believe me, I'm a I don't want to say a victim of that situation, but I've been there. I mean, 100% been there. I love all the piano on this album. There's so much, right? It's yeah. so I don't want to say keyboard centric, but there it's present in every song, pretty much. It's such a huge part of the album. Oh, yeah, this is fe Feathers. 
Yeah, this has got an interesting vocal. Let me go back to that track listing. This is very near the end. Oh, yeah. You know, we've gone this entire time without mentioning a blood bitch, so I might as well mention blood bitches. I mean... Just for continuity. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Third time to charm. To think, dude, I'm trying to think if I've heard anything new. I mean, we could talk about spirit cooking. Spirit cooking. No, this isn't the one with the vocal thing. But this is the 11th track from the album. Yeah, okay. I was thinking of Delicious. <clears throat> so we still have Doomed, So Long Thanks to the Fish, Talk Talk, Delicious, DLB, and Get the Light Out. DLB is a uh, transition track. Is DLB, is that like an acronym? What's that stand for? Uh, that I don't know what the acronym, or I don't know what it stands for. But Dick Loving Bitch. Really? I don't know. I'm well, that's guessing. a beautiful guess. He would love that. I'm gonna go, I know. If we're going to get noticed... It's because you just said that. <laughs> DLB, <laughs> a perfect circle. You just meaning. won Maynard's heart with that. Ever since I heard Country Boner, I just look at Maynard entirely different. Um, <laughs> it's an instrumental track comprised of a short musical, uh, short yes, musical yes. phrases played on an older classical style piano. Hold on. It says what the abbreviation stands for. I just had to open the web page. Wait for it. Where's it at? Written by Billy, Billy Hyredell. What's cool is this album came out on my birthday. Yeah, I think you told me that last time. I think last time we hung out, um, we were still waiting on it to come out. We, like were, we had some a couple tracks, singles, though. yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, I hate it. I hate it when this happens. Like, you go to a page, and it's like, like uh, here in Google, it, it cuts off. It's like, uh, said something on the link I picked about um, means, da, 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 and I click on it, there's no text on the page it goes to. It's like, the I'll figure it out, though. That's just not fair. When you get a chance, click on that uh, song, Delicious. For sure. We'll do that one next. That's a fantastic piece. Yeah, this one's an epic piece. See, there's that two-part harmony I was telling you about. That's just so good. You know, I bet him and Howard Hill, like, pulled that off a lot live. It's crazy that all of um, Pussifer in a Perfect Circle stuff is on Spotify, but mm, none no of Tool, tool stuff. No Tool. Mm. No, I never... Um, it's hard to get a lot of pay from 
Spotify, but at the same time, it gets your name out like crazy. I know, that is. Yeah. I tell you what's strange is I released a song uh, on my SoundCloud, and it ended up on Spotify, and I didn't even, like, it just... Yeah, no, that's... um. I'm on all sorts of other places because of places I'm on. Yeah. That's crazy, crazy, isn't it? Like, because Podbean puts me out to iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And then Spotify puts me out to, like, Listen FM. And I'm going to say, what? Yeah, that's portaling. I signed on to it. I first thought it was a good thing, and now I'm looking at it kind of differently. Well, everybody's getting a piece, you know? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, I'm not saying maybe not off mine yet, but somebody's making money off of people that do that, and it's not the people that are doing well, it. Well, see, I'm I'm signed to a company that will write me, I made sure of it, would write me an old-fashioned check, you know, a- after, you know, about every 20 bucks or so, I get an old-fashioned check written and sent to my house. So <laughs> that helps a lot to have a paper trail, and it tells me exactly where I earn all my money. From music. I feel sorry for the listeners that are just listening to this. There's going to be a lot of dead air because we're just sitting here in awe of this majesty. But it comes with the territory of reviewing an album as we sit here. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't even know what this is. So positively charged. That's what I thought about um, so long. So long, yeah. This vocal, though. We don't have time to talk to you people right now. Huh? I said, we don't have time to talk to these people right now. We're listening to this I album. Know, it's, I know. These poor, poor people. I'm sorry, folks. You're inconsequential right this now. This is delicious. Yeah. Tori Amos, right? A little heavier. Yeah. Yeah. I knew there would be some. I mean, there every, uh, a few songs had their moments, but... But still, yeah, positive though. All else, yeah. it's major. You know, do you ever sit and listen to stuff like this and think, "What if this would have come out when I was in high school?" Dude, I know. And man, I like. I want to do. Have changed my life. I want to do more of this on the podcast. Is like, uh, especially when a new album comes out, is just listen to the whole album and just talk about it. I mean, how often, I mean, I know you may do it more than I do, and, like, I do it, like, riding in the car and stuff, but still, like, very rarely do I sit down and listen to an album from beginning to end, and there's very few albums that I, like, really want to do that with, honestly, but um, any anything Maynard touches, I'll do that with, for right. sure. If I, if I am truly compelled, but you see, I, I go on Quest um to find new groups a lot and i do and i also i'm a collector of amazing off genre covers 
I know covers that like rock covers of songs that are not rock that I'm in that will blow your mind. That I I could sit here and do an entire podcast with you on just the covers I found out there. It'll blow people's mind. I love cover songs that are done in a different style. See, the time signature changed. No tempo, yeah. Flourish. Yes, dude. Right, see? No, that was complete time signature. Yeah, see? Found enlightenment yet? Because it's there. Dude, I love that. I'm getting the goosebumps again. Howard L's showing off, isn't he? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's like, it's insane. What track have we not done? The Doomed, which is another single, okay. and I actually have a music video for it. We can play that next. What others? Um, so Long and Thanks for All yeah. the Fish, Talk Talk, DLB. And get the lead out. I think we're still missing one. We did Eat the Elephant Disillusion and the Contrarian. Did we do the Contrarian? Yes, that was, I believe. Have you seen this video? No. Yeah, there you go. I love your hair, Maynard. It's great. Don't change anything. <laughs> Just don't change. These are the best lyrics ever. I'm going to check the track list while you're watching. We just started the Doomed for all those who want to listen along. This is, this is a lot of percussion, man. I really like it's it. I like the lot. intros and the percussion and the bridges. Like the, So many parts of songs that are just stand out. Like the song Absolutely. overall is just like the, the composition that enriches everything. Like It's unique. There's Eha see before he left. James Eha. Yeah. Yeah, he had to he stepped out to go back to Pumpkins. Oh damn. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm see is he's not gonna be with them when mm. I see him? No. Next week? No. No, they uh one of Maynard's old time friends stepped in to do it. Bummer. So we got Billy Hardell. Oh yeah, he's there. Oh, Maynard's moving around now. <laughs> that looks cool. Side of Billy Hardell's face like that. Looks like we're watching a tool video. He's <laughs> like one of the clay people. That is that is cool. You know, I love this video. 
I bet that Eha plays with them at Rocklahoma because the Pumpkins know. and a Perfect Circle are both playing at Rocklahoma. Well, they've already got a replacement though, so could be. Who knows? I don't know. Slapping the best. Slapping the Beehaws. <laughs> yes. Slap the Beehaws. Dude, I made so many slap the bass comments since seeing Primus. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> it didn't come up when I was talking about them earlier. Were you in the audience like? <laughs> Dude, I was. I, that was a. Uh, it was such an interesting show, man. I guarantee it. Really. No, I mean, there's there's shitty comments on everything on YouTube. You know, the, the most toxic place on the planet is the YouTube comment section. Oh, yeah. I don't even read the comments. Because, you know, that's... You know that I, I truly believe this, and, I, and I'll say it plainly, that only people of a low IQ comment on YouTube. I never comment on YouTube. Exactly. I don't even. I, I, I believe up that on because it, they got something to prove. You know, it's a it's a low IQ. I try and get people to engage on my our YouTube videos to the gym, just because I'm like, hey, well, that's if, talking. If you, if you want me to do a video on something, put it in the comments. But these, you know, let me tell you something, man. Everyone said, you know, oh, this is just blatant narcissism and shit like that. My 75 year old mother saw this video. She loved it. Oh, this video is unique as fuck, dude. She thought it was fantastic. I love this, the black and white contrast. She said she got more out of this because it made more sense. Billy hired up. Freaking she me said, out right now, dude. She said it also, it doesn't, it doesn't bother her so much that um, they're also incredibly handsome. <laughs> I was like, well... They wouldn't mind hearing that, Mom. Fuck that. <clears throat> See? Cool ending. Yeah. Another cool ending. Yeah. Whoops. All right. This is another Kimmel Mercedes-Benz commercial. Right. Oh, what, what's going on here? Oh, my God. Come on now. We're trying to listen to the music. There we go. Oh, I think we got a little lag. I might start over. See if that helps. Yeah, it's giving us some grief. There we go. Yeah. Crystal. So now we're on to So Long and Thanks for the Fish. That is track number five. Then we go talk talk. We already listened to buying down uh, the river. Then we have um, DLB and get the lead out. We listen to hourglass and feathers. We listen to the delicious. Get the lead out. I think is all that's left after we go through those. This is visionary. I like the bass in this song positive right but this song is a requiem it is yeah that's the thing about this yeah, album dude i like i was like i i, I want to say we were doing a podcast i was I, my buddy was over and we we're doing a podcast and you sent me that and we listened to it and i was just like wow 
If we weren't doing a podcast, we're sitting in here. You know, this whole album, it's it's a come to grips with uh with reality. I mean, yeah, it's decorated with abstract concepts, you know, and abstract words, heavy handed words you could say. But I'll tell you the truth, man, it's a requiem for for what the world has become. And I hate to sound like, you know, an old preachy uh grandpa millennial. You know, I was I'm right at the edge of millennialism. Um because I, I, I nineteen eighty three millennial. Yeah, I'm 1983 is as old as you can be to be a millennial. So, you know. A millennial grandpa. <laughs> grandpa millennial. <laughs> I was born in 83. Were you born in 83, 82? 83, man. That's as old as you can be to be a millennial. Uh, generation Y. They they had to loop us in with millennials because we didn't do shit. But, so, but I got to tell you, man, the times are so so rough and so crazy right now. And this is a requiem for, I think, all those lost times. Of course, you never want to rebuttal with how great things are right now, but I don't know. Dude, I'm still just trying to find what the name of, uh, what the abbreviation DLB stands for. <laughs> like, right here, the abbreviation stands for, you click it, and there's no text here. Oh, wait, I think I found it. Okay, come on, read more. You can do it. Don't look back. It's not dick loving bitches. Oh. Well, uh, it's a double edged sword, man. <laughs> sorry. Sorry if that was an insensitive remark. <laughs> bitches could be dudes, too. That's very true. You know? <coughs> you know? <coughs> Men. Dude, I have to like edit this recent podcast we did because, like, somebody said something out and they're like, oh, I don't know if that's pretty good. Great. Maybe you should edit that out. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then it's like, well, since you're heading this out, and then it start like saying all these people's names and shit. And I'm just like, dudes, I don't like editing my shit. Like, creating work for me to do. So I got to go edit out like three minutes where it was kind of like the earmuffs part of old school. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, so you say earmuffs, you can do whatever you want, cock, balls, anything. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, I'll, I'll own up to the shit I say. Don't don't worry. Yeah, um, spirit cooking. Spirit cooking. It's uh, it's an Aleister Crowley thing. I'm starting to pick up on like so many of these Aleister things Crowley. that these like um, uh, people are doing. Uh, so like um, spirit cooking is an Aleister Crowley thing, and um, there's been all of this um, weird connections with John Podesta and Hillary mm. Clinton and. There's oh, a weird-ass picture out there. And this could be a fake picture, like all of the pictures of the Earth from outer space. But um, <laughs> here's oh, a God. picture of Lady Gaga. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Yeah, okay, so that's spirit cooking. And, like, what this is, and I'm sure that's, like, corn syrup or something. I don't know what it is. But maybe it's a mixture of blood, urine, semen, menstrual blood, uh, all of these, like, stuff that... Uh, so, like, you ever heard of the Red Hot Chili Peppers album uh blood sugar sex magic sex magic is an alistair crowley thing well you had me at blood urine and semen so yeah you got me now i know i mean it's it's some weird out there shit but um dude i've just like i've so got what they're trying to do is harness uh power yes yeah C correct let's Spirit. go to talk, Soul. talk next gotcha well that video right there huh you saw that yeah 
got disillusioned the video. Yeah, oh yeah, we did. I think I think I did watch that on the podcast Jesus like right when it came out. I remember just blowing. being like, dude, one thing I like too is just like, man, putting the headphones on. I mean, yeah, we're talking to each other and but like just sitting back here and listening to things in the headphones turned up. It's nice. That's why I'm looking forward to the record player. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is fantastic. Yeah, accountability is a big part of this album, I think. Put your phone down, be accountable for your actions. I think it's a big deal. That's a female voice, isn't it? I can't help but ponder if that's Karina. It might not be, I don't know. Man, I'm going to tell you, and I hate to sound like this, but she was so gorgeous in person such a um intoxicating presence about her truly like she did an opening set with her with her group and then before Maynard and she was just uh what's the name of her group enchanting huh what's the name of her her band or project she just went by Karina Round that's her name C O R I N A Round like the shape. Jesus, talk about Jesus. See, this one's a little angrier, too. He covers all spectrums, huh? I'm going to go use the restroom real quick, bro. You need to water anything? Um, very, very good. All right, I'll be back in a second. Podcast still going? I'll, I'm still I'll sitting pause audio real quick. I I'm, I can keep going. All right, yeah, keep going, man. I'll just leave it. I'll leave it rolling. I'll be back in like. I'm still rolling. Seconds. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'll talk. Yeah. So this album, in my opinion, is the most cerebral experience from beginning to end. There's a dog in here. <laughs> hey, Hicks. <laughs> I'm being loved on by a big old dog. Yeah, but as far as like really breaking down the album, I can't say what my favorite song is. As far as um, really making a statement, I think Disillusioned makes the greatest statement of all the songs as, as far as disconnecting and getting off your phone, the silicone experience and being a part of the world, experiencing actual reality versus vir virtual reality. I think Disillusioned is the best song for that. Uh, I think the whole album could possibly be a magnum opus of our generation, like I said before. And uh, second favorite song for me would definitely be Hourglass. Um, the percussion, the groove to it, so good. I am being loved on by beautiful Labrador. Hey, buddy. My girlfriend's going to love this clip because she knows how much that dogs love me. <laughs> Getting kisses. <laughs> he just wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> My girlfriend is going to absolutely love this clip. <laughs> I got good kisses. That dude just can't trust him around people. <laughs> 
Always jumping on people and kissing people. Dude, Asia's going to just die when she sees that. <laughs> it's going to be funny. I, she knows. I like, she knows. He runs in here me, periodically because Cora will like, stick her head in and be like, yeah. like wave, wave that she's leaving or something. <laughs> and the uh, the dog will be like, oh, I want to put my head in there. I was um, Oh, man. No, it's funny. He's like, you will not talk about this album right now. You're gonna get, <laughs> you shut up. You shut up. We're going to make out. <laughs> That's what's happening oh, right man. now. man. Yeah, this is just a uh, instrumental track. Yeah, DLB. just a couple of minutes. Um, don't look back, DLB. Not what you said. <laughs> no, that's all I'm gonna ever see it as now, though. <laughs> it was just—it's because we just listened to Country Boner, right? And, I you mean, know, we were tainted with taint. <laughs> Spirit cooking. Spirit cooking. <laughs> Speaking of taint. Oh, man. What, what, dude, you know, that's two different theories that there's this, like, power in blood, you know? And then, like, stem cells. Okay, I could go off about stem cells well, for months. Well, I mean, months. dude, like, taking the uh, placental stem cells, you know? Yeah, adult stem cells, which, um, you know, there's a, because they grow. There's so much growth in those, which, you know, putting it in layman's terms, it heals because of the growth. Like Mel Gibson's dad, you heard, you yeah. saw that whole thing. What the hell, right? <laughs> yeah, he like was on that. death's door, and that, now he's like ten years older. <clears throat> I may have to go get my Mac cord here in a second. My Mac battery is a little low. I got twelve percent left. Yeah the the entire stem cell argument. You know they're. It's not witchcraft in any means. I think it's something very interesting. It's just not regulated here in the U.S. It's not allowed. Everybody goes down to Panama. Panama. But it's, it's where you can get those intravenous stem cells, bro. I mean, they a place just, in Germany, I think, that does it, too. They just, I mean, it's cost a lot. Yeah, I know uh, I know somebody that got some in Bentonville, and uh, it was like 3500 bucks or something to get, like, a, a series of injections. It's injections, his, yeah. Just put you yeah. in some IVs and. Uh, yeah, I know uh, Caleb's sister um, just got some for her knee. She like tore her knee like uh, like she was getting married and tore her knee like like the day before the wedding or something. Like had to like go down in like a total leg immobilized brace or what or something. It's the last one. Get the lead out. So let's recap. I like the percussion there. Well, electric, kind of electric sounding kick drum. Yeah, that's what that is. Uh, Eat the elephant, disillusion, contrarian, doom. So long, thanks to the fish. Talk, talk, by and down the river. Delicious. DLB, don't look back. Hourglass feathers and get the light out. 57 minutes and seven seconds of track listening. And also country boner. Here's the awkward silence we've been giving everybody. Oh. Oh. I don't even know what instrument he is making that sound with. Yeah, I mean, it does. It seems like some sort of a... I mean, it's electronic sitar, version of it. Electronic no, it's, fiddle. It's strings. Yeah. 
God. A plucking sound, but maybe a bow. I don't know, dude. Yeah, it might be the plucking. Uh... Dude, the sounds Les Claypool was making with his bow on that bass the other day, I was like, I can't even, I can't even look at that. <laughs> See, this is just pure ear candy. Dude, this might be one of my favorites so far. Suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> what do you think it's about? Mm. Spoiler, this is pretty much the whole song. But do, would you want it to be any different? No. Right. It's, this is uh, super unique. Like, that's like, I love it when, like, bands or the artist in general, whether it's solo stuff, somebody you like, you know, like a Maynard, like, a, they're like an archetype or whatever, that they, like... This makes me look at oh, working the pause there, dude. Those pauses suck your eardrums out. It makes me look at his whole catalog differently. Every time, every time, like a new like album comes out, like it makes you recontextualize everything, even if it's just to a degree. Absolutely, like, that's what I like about it. Like reinterpreting people's works. Like I was saying about like, yeah, listen to early Tool, and then listen to Ten Thousand Days. And then listen to what they're going to put out next, or or this, or Each listen one to is a different the, the most recent uh, tool, a perfect circle, and Pussifer contribution. Just like I love looking at things like that, you know. Well, you know, a tool has always been tool, and yet has evolved, and because of their study of lacrimonics, which is never having a beat, like this, lacrimonics, lacrimosa, crying. <laughs> And that's where the never having a beat. You can't tap your foot to anything tool because it's like crying, <laughs> you know? So, which is not what's happening in the music we're hearing right now because it's pure 4-4. Four, four, dir you know? Yeah, four, different four. direction. Two, three, four, one. So, opposite. Opposite of tool. Yeah, I've heard like, uh, and I can't, I may be butchering stories here, but like that, like Maynard will like s certain songs they've done have like, they're like equations. Like they like, we're going to write a song that, ha that has 10,000 beats to it or. Okay. Like, so like, um, Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there's some sort of thing with 10,000 days and the number 10,000 too, that I heard. And it's not, that's it's, how many days his mother, he did something with like a song on the album that had some, some, it wasn't the Fibonacci sequence, uh, yeah. that I remember, but there's some other significance of that. I know that I think we talked about that the last podcast, the 10,000 days is how many days his mom had spent yeah. suffering or, yeah. um, but yeah, I'd have to, um, you know, I'd have to look if, if tool, focuses on lacrimonics is unpredictable unpredictable beat structure and that's his male form the tool and a perfect circle is his feminine form 
but is predictable, then why is his male form unpredictable and his female form predictable? Because I, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound sexist, but most people don't perceive it that way. Most people perceive men and male, the male form, as quite predictable all the same. What would you and classify Pussifer as, like a, an amalgamation of both? No, it's his child. Oh. It's his brainchild. Huh? Easily. That's, that's, that's my answer to that. That's the child. And it's also his deep voice register for all the songs, too. Man, I love that one. Yeah, I know. I like that electronic. It's like, a, it's like smoking a joint with your ears. Cross joint. Yeah. <laughs> Trifecta. Trifecta. Dude, I can't like, I, I like quote that movie so much, Pineapple Express. Yeah. We were working with the stability balls in morning yeah. jiu-jitsu yesterday, and I grabbed one and started bouncing. I was like, trying to get a scholarship. <laughs> I haven't and, seen uh, that movie Danny McBride, years, dude. dude, is so funny. Well, that was it, dude. We just My favorite Danny, Danny McBride experience was him. Uh, of all the movies, was him as Rico in uh oh shit now i'm gonna forget i just remember his character was rico in hot rod yes oh dude i quote hot rod every now and then nobody oh ever gets it like somebody will say something i'm like no 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 i'm the only one allowed to party yeah uh, yeah and they never <laughs> no. get it i like to party yeah <laughs> no. he's like he, you're like okay what do you like to do he's like oh you know i like to party he's like no no I, I party. dude uh andy sandberg is is too funny too funny that that part where he's um where he's, she walks in, he's trying to look tough in his Hulkamania shirt, and he's just hitting an engine with a, with a hammer, just hitting yeah. it. <laughs> he's just fucking hitting it. Dude, engine. was it Andy Samberg that did Dick in a Box with Justin Timberlake? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. Is my dick in a box? Yeah, yeah. Dick in a box. Yeah. Open the box. <laughs> <laughs> Everything oh, he man. does is funny. I man. know, dude. Those guys are wearing me out. Um, I'll tell you what, what else is good on... Um, Jimmy Fallon when like Justin Timberlake comes on Jimmy Fallon I, dude just go watch Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon or Will Smith and Jimmy Fallon dude they do like lip sync battles and like all this funny shit dude, it gets me rolling my favorite Jimmy Fallon clip hands down is when um oh shit you know dude I always try to think of names um <laughs> now I'm gonna forget shit he played Rocket Raccoon oh my god uh, oh my God! Why is that the only thing I can think of him in? A Team and oh my God, uh, Silver Linings Playbook. <laughs> you know who I'm talking oh, about? Oh yes, um, like my, one of my favorite actors, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. All right, so they were filming the um, Jimmy Fallon's show, and they were talking about um, his Elephant Man play he was going to do. And they get cracked up for 10 minutes, and they can't get a clip to put on. They, they literally get so cracked up that they can't even record the clip. For, so for 10 minutes, they have to record it over and over, and that's on YouTube. So for 10 minutes, Dude, so they're I just fucking like that, over man. and over and over and over. And over in ten minutes straight, they they never do get it. You ever seen? Well, of course you have. But the the Will Ferrell cowbell. Oh, if yeah. you watch yeah. the background cast while he's losing like, it, Gene, I was doing this band a disservice. I didn't play the hell out of this thing. And, and like, dude, Jim, I think it's uh, was Chris Kattan and Jimmy Fallon yeah. both are are just losing it. And then um, Horatio Sands at one point is like, 
he speaks for all of us. <laughs> and he's just like losing it. Like everybody's losing it because Will Ferrell is just in his art form at that moment. Dude, you know? When, you know, there's certain people that can't be around him without losing it. Oh, man. And he knows it. And that's what makes it worse. And he went on John Stewart. And he's in John. John Stewart's one of the people that cannot be around him without losing it. And he doesn't, he's just wearing a normal, normal clothes. Everything's normal. And, and John's like, I just know you're going to do something. He's like, I'm not. I'm just here talking. He's like, dude, I just know you're going to do something funny. <laughs> like, I'm not. And they're just sitting there talking, and they finally get, he gets John deep into an interview about it, and he just pulls a banana out of his pocket and starts <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> just eats the banana in the middle of the interview. Just, that's it. John lost his shit. Like, that's, <laughs> oh, man. that's all it took, just to eat a banana. I dude. mean, that's brilliance, though. That's I mean, much. some people just have that talent, you know? For real. Um, performers, natural-born performers, man. Insane. Dude, I'm going to go grab my mic charger real quick. I'm down to 5%. Okay. Hold on a sec. I'm here. I'm here talking. Here I am. <laughs> so we completed our review of Eat the Elephant. Don't think about it. Just go get it. I know Brian and I like to veer topics horribly. But do what I say. Go get Eat the Elephant. Now, it's the best album this year, hands down. Know what I'm saying, bro? It's I, I'm I'm giving it my seal of best album this year. I mean, I'd say it's safe to say that we're not going to see a tool album in 2018. I don't think so. I think it's 2019. If 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 if, if. I mean, what's what's Pussifer doing? Are I'm they on not, tour? Are they I'm like I sure, think they just man. wrapped up a tour. My buddy Colby was telling me. God, he works, man. They all work. I know, dude. Yeah. It's crazy how much. Um, but two, um, I say this. It's like uh, when all your efforts are focused in a single direction, type of a deal, like like my gym, or like when like because people are like, oh man, well you look, you know, look at you, what you've done here, and I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it like every yeah. every day, every day in a row yeah. for like yeah. ten years. I was there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I it's there. it's you know, it's uh, so. It's 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 that um, kind of sort of collective working on the same thing. Like, oh, hey, I got this gym. Let's make it better. And it just evolves. It becomes better. A complete lack of worth work ethic is uh, is plaguing the world. Yeah, I know, man. Um, that's uh, one that Tim Kennedy um, on Joe Rogan I was mentioning earlier when we talked about that um, uh, Nazi colony. Uh, he was talking about, he said, it's actually harder. And I don't know if I agree with it 100%, but I get what they're saying. He's like, there's fewer, a f smaller pool of people that can actually get into the armed forces in general than can go to college in the United States. And so, uh, but he was talking particularly about special forces. Oh, that okay. that draws the pool down even well, more. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you smoke weed, you're out. Yeah. You're asthmatic, you're out. You don't have good vision, you're out. You know, you're, you're, yeah. Over. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, I'm but just maybe. It in there. Maybe. No, um, uh, they yeah, can't serve. I can't. Now. I can't remember what the rules were, but. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, you just take all these groups out, and then it's like, but you know what? Anybody can get a student loan. Anybody. And can get into pretty much any college. Yes, sir. You know, I I would have not gone to college if I had to take out a loan. 
Um, but that was a parental thing. My, um, I found a way to go, you know, that I wouldn't have to take out a loan because I knew that see, uh, debt is never worth it to me ever. If I can't pay for something, I get student loans for sure. Well, everyone, you know, yeah. I could not do it. I I could not do it, and I'm thankful now because I went through some stuff that debt would have put me under. Um, it's one of those things. Um, I had to find other ways, you know, and uh, because debt will cripple you real bad if you're not careful. And that's another thing. How easy is it to, to get a credit card? Oh, yeah, super easy. I had one. I was like 19. I don't, I don't, you know, we have one for our business that we rarely use, honestly. And then we have another one that we use for, like, getting gas and stuff. I have, like, 20 friends that are just destroyed because of credit card debt. Yeah. I mean, if it's not that, it's like we said, it's student loans. Um, yeah. Like, so... That's like why I'm t part of the reason why I'm teaching history on the side is because it gives me a pretty good um, income to pay that back, mm -hmm. you know. So that's a that's a positive, um, and I enjoy doing it. It's not, it's only work on the front end. Like this Western Civilization course I'm teaching now, we're good. Like mm -hmm. that's never going to be an issue teaching that course again. I went through. There's like I'll tell you how many main sections there are. And um, then I'll tell you what I did. Um, if we just put it into larger categories, the Renaissance, Age of Exploration, the Reformation, um, the Age of Absolutism, so like Scientific Revolution, Enlightenment, French Revolution, Napoleon. Uh, and then after that, you get like German Unification, Age of Metternich has won this other revolution in 1848, Second Industrial Revolution. Then it goes World War One and World War Two. And Cold War. So it's like, I've already gone through, I, I actually didn't get to World War II and the Cold War, so I have to do the, I have to write my lectures for those sections, which, but I've had classes on both of those things in, in college. But, um, like, I was able to go through the Age of Exploration, which is like five different categories I cover. And then the Renaissance, which is I do three sort of ca large categories that I lecture about, um, Italian Renaissance, the Northern Renaissance in Europe, and then just art in the Renaissance, art and architecture. But um, then, uh, so I, I've brushed up the Renaissance Age for Exploration in World War One, which I'm lecturing on on Tuesday for this com uh, committee. And, um, but I was able to brush all that up from just like last semester's work and like, a few hours, like two or three hours, and make it to where it's like bolded terms, no um, transposition errors in my no lecture notes, um, and a matching. I do like a key terms and like a couple maps and pictures and stuff for a PowerPoint. I'm not big on putting text on a PowerPoint, but uh, yeah, yeah. Man, I took a I took a class, um, four thousand level on Baroque and Renaissance, Renaissance and Baroque. And um, you can basically get lost in Renaissance and Baroque, and especially just in Versailles. Oh, dude, Versailles. Yeah, that's like why I mentioned that Age of Absolutism. Um, dude, I, I, love, um, I love French history until, like, Napoleon, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's so fascinating because, like, France was the – on top power from like Louis the 14th until Napoleon mm -hmm. until the fall of Napoleon 
And then that, that like, I'm not saying, yeah, no, that's it. That was it for them. Since then, in my view, they have, they've been, you know, formed, but like you look at World War II, it's like they fell like completely in less than a week. They were pretty much done for in a day when Germany invaded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving forward after that, they were occupied all throughout World War II, split down the middle, Vichy France, and um, just crazy, though. Really crazy if you uh, think about how, because like, like when, like back when Versailles was constructed by mm-hmm. Louis the Fourteenth, right. all mirrors and all that, mm-hmm. they were on top, man, and they stayed on oh, top. So much pomp and circumstance with everything too, and they were just uh, such an empire. It's even crazy, like so. After the French Revolution, you get the rise of Napoleon. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Like, uh, like they went to like society was going to total shit. Oh, yeah. Like, because like the third phase, like of the French Revolution, when. Uh, the reign of terror ensues, and sixteen to forty thousand people are killed. Sixteen thousand by guillotine, right. um, up mm-hmm. to forty thousand total deaths. Those were like uh, that was like that sort of the height of the revolution. Then the Directory comes in, then Napoleon comes in. So like it kind of like, oh yeah, they chopped and, Marie Antoinette's head off. Man. Oh, and Louis the Sixteenth, both, yeah. dude. Yeah, I like those are like I got pictures of. The, there's this um painting of this guy named i think his name is jean jacques david Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah he got pictures and then like he's he didn't he drew i think he drew a picture of um he definitely did louis the 16th execution i think he did marie antoinette's but he did a sketch of her going to the guillotine like in the little car. Oh, I've like seen with that. Her, with her hair yeah. all cut short and stuff. And it, like it wasn't like a painting or a portrait. It was just like a sketched sketched it real quick. And that's a cool, um, cool piece of art that I I talk I brought up and uh, when we went over the French Revolution. I loved I loved going over that with people. That was uh, super. I fun. think history is so important because it just shows everything we've been through. I know that's a cliche thing to say, but it it helps with. In, in my opinion, it shows that maybe we could do a little better with our coping mechanisms because people have been through a lot worse than our safe little society. I know. And I, I think say about that sometimes, Today, dude. you know, there was a horrible school shooting, and, and times are tough right now. Um, so I know I'm an I'm oxymoron right now, but, I mean, times, even though there's so many bad things happen right now and things are going to hell in, in many ways, we still live in the safest society, and everyone's so... There's a terrible work ethic. Um, that goes without saying. But in history, the, the work ethic had to have been better or you would die. And now there's so many ways that you can be taken care of. And But also, I mean, my God, can you imagine? Nowadays, we're so privileged for uh, coping mechanisms. Like, oh, man, I just can't deal. I better I better have a uh, – I can put a, do- a vest on a dog and take it and – Take it shopping with Dude, me. Dude, no more ferrets on Southwest Airlines. I don't know if you heard. What? I know you're talking about your ferret, Lorenzo. I sure as hell wouldn't take him on an airplane. Yeah, no, you can't have service. Um, there's like the, the no, airlines. I I mean, maybe to, it's all airlines. They had to flush a hamster down the, to- down the toilet, but I didn't hear about that. Yeah, 
Okay, well, I know about a ferret. What happened on the ferret? Well, uh, they the just ferret? released this big list of things you can't have on airlines now, oh. and a <laughs> ferret was one of them. Comfort um, ferret was it? A yeah, and then too, oh, like Jesus, you can man. only have a dog apparently if you can guarantee that it won't relieve itself. How, okay, well, we'll yeah, let's just... submit some paperwork, but not for service animals. They just like started instituting as much stricter guy. They ain't like going to Lowe's, bro. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, here's the thing. I was um, a little close to home here. Um, I was in Walmart, and I stepped in dog shit. Inside? Big dog Inside? Big pile of dog <laughs> Inside. shit. Inside? In the produce section. No. And some dude had his comfort shepherd with him. And I, All right, I don't care whose toes I step on right now, because I stepped in dog shit in a food section. Dude. <laughs> okay. I know, and it had Dude, all the- okay. Did you see the video of that lady throwing shit at that employee, at that barista? I heard about it, but dude, I didn't see the video. Holy shit, you want to see it? Fuck yeah, I want right, to see dude, it. Are you I watched kidding it. me? It's wild. Um, now, that's, that's like, like you're a human being? Oh, dude. Um, yeah, okay, I typed in shit throw. <laughs> no. And it's the fir- it's the second video that came up. Well, the first one is monkey is. throwing shit. Nah. <laughs> All right. Dude, okay, you're going to get in trouble for 40, this. 41 second video. Woman throwing poop at Tim Horton's staff. Oh, my God. Just, they won't let her use the bathroom, All apparently. Right, she, well, where's the poo at? Oh, it's in her butt right now. Wait, she's going to. It's in her butt right now. Okay, yeah. so she's going to. Yeah, just wait, dude. Oh, hell no. It's like no. a video of a video, I guess. Oh, I can't. Look, no. this dude sits down, and he's just kind of watching what's going on. Uh-oh. No, no, oh, no, yeah. she ain't. She, yeah, look, she like, takes that off. Going to set it right there. She's going to shit right there, <laughs> dude. Oh, no. Dude, just wait for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, going to wipe that a little bit, throw it at you. I'm going to get some more, wipe a little bit more, throw that at you. Oh, bro. That was the sped up version. Let no, me... I, let's. Do we have to watch it plop in slow motion, dude? I don't. I don't think I can handle that slow, man. Dude, this is apparently. She, like, that was a whopper. Oh, oh, this is funny. Alex Jones reacts to coffee shop poop thrower. Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> He'll blame it on gay you frogs. Are the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my um, we have been advised viewer discretion. I like <laughs> Alex Jones's mic stand right there, dude. That's, That's fantastic. Dope. Yeah, I hadn't seen get you one of those before. Bro. I like this right here. Shock oh, level. it looks like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that I like how it's on the table. Oh, it's in real time here now. It might be sped up. S- well, he's saying yeah, it's SJW virtue signaling. Why is he throwing that at it? I don't know. Wait. <laughs> He's saying some shit. Documentary format. Here we go. What? He's already saying this is a white SJW liberal throwing shit. Virtue signaling, Virtue bro. Virtue signaling, bro. <laughs> you wouldn't throw shit unless you were on the left side of the <laughs> you aisle, You wouldn't bro. throw I mean, shit let's unless you're a lefty. Here. But do you know what? In like San Francisco, apparently people just poop on the streets all the time. You're kidding me. No, dude. There's an app that will tell you where the poop is. One of my friends. Oh. I love the I like emoji. how they did the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. Yeah, they've got to block that out, I guess. Okay. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh man. That's that's wild. Okay, what's our This is a mental illness. <laughs> This poop, is a poop, mental poop illness. Poop flinging is definitely a mental illness. Well, apparently SJW lefty. Yeah. Tim Horton's worker, man. <laughs> got got poop thrown at him. Imagine being the guy on shift when that happens. Quit. That's freaking now, crazy. Now, here's my question. If you're concealed carry, I'm, I'm just going to be real with you, bro. If you're concealed carry and someone throws poo at you, Is that a deadly weapon? I mean, you'd really have to question your morals right then. Now, I'm just talking shit. Literally. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, I shared this uh, funny-ass video. Um, you know, uh, like Michael Bolton on uh, oh, Office Space? Jesus. But it's actually Michael Bolton. They, they did that? <laughs> they did that, dude. And, like, it goes. They did that. I mean, they did like the whole, like all the way the interview. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I love that. I gotta watch Office Space again. Now I saw it. <laughs> Office Space is genius. That movie changed my life. Dude, when he's sitting over there and he's like, he hollers through the window. He's like, "Hey, man, you want to hang out?" And he's like, "No, man, I don't want you fucking up my life. <laughs> I don't want you fucking up my life too." That guy, that guy changed my whole perspective. The, of the other world. wrist. Yeah. He changed my whole life. Yeah, I've been laying drywall over to, over to McDonald's. Dude, you know what other, other movie he was in that I think is a funny-ass classic? Diedrich Bader. Yeah. The, uh, the um, Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, he was Jethro. Yeah. But Jeff yeah, when he said, uh, what would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. I'll tell you what I'd do, man. I'd do two chicks at the same time. <laughs> and he's like, you don't need a million dollars to do that. When you're a guy like me, you need a million dollars. <laughs> oh man, too funny. Too yeah, funny. He, he made that whole movie, man. Dude, I just kind of I, I like getting back here and just podcasting and watching funny ass videos like this, <laughs> like throwing them up. I on go the all tube. day, man. That's like shit. I mean, when we do an MMA podcast, we're watching fights. It's uh, when now, we do music, listening to music. I'm gonna loop us all the way back, not the disease. Full, full circle. I'm gonna loop us. All the way back to full circle on Karate Kid, you know there's an MMA clip of a dude making the the crane happen and knocking 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 bro out, right? Oh uh, yeah, Leota Machida versus yeah. Vitor Belfort. So you're already on and that. And then yeah. um, Leota Machida. Uh, okay, so Leota Machida did that to He's Vitor Belfort, and Anderson Silva also did it to Vitor. So it's, Belfort. it's happened more than once. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's the second time Vitor's done it to somebody. The though. crane is real. Vitor did it to Randy Couture. What? And, I'm sorry, Leota Machida. Vitor got knocked out by two different people with front kicks to the face. Right. Leoto does it crane style because he's a karate guy. Hot damn. Anderson Silva pretty much does it the same way, but he he's a little different with how he does. He doesn't do like the double jump sort of variation. Mm -hmm. But Leoto has done that version to Randy Couture and to Vitor Belfort, where he's just like, foom, foom, pop. Yeah, crane technique, bro. You know, my Miyagi Do. My brother is absolutely, um, he's, I can't even tell you, he's obsessed with, with crane technique.
There we go. Periodically, the audio just, uh, it's, I've had this Mac since probably 2012. Hmm. So I just need to get a new computer for, like, I am working on building one, but it's like a couple of thousand dollar investment. And I just I don't know if you noticed, but out there we got a new deck. And yeah, I saw that. So, um, we had gravel dropped and if, homeboy will ever come when he says he will or it stops raining long enough um i gotta get more gravel but so and i need some new vibram five fingers bro and a couple of tapestries for the studio i mean i gotta i gotta pace it all out so um my girlfriend rolls in the other day and you know what she had bought for me one of them fanny packs dude the joe rogan fanny pack i got one black or brown black Leather. See, dude, I'm getting the I'm getting the bike one next. I got a brown one because it looks super nice. But now yeah. I got to. What do you think of the bike? I love it. I didn't uh, wear it today because I came straight from work. Um, do you do you wear it in your belt loops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you know it gets above my jeans. Otherwise, yeah, it's all I know, I know. Down. That's what I I did. I wore it in my belt loops for the first time the other day. Yeah, like what I was doing is putting it on over my shirt, like mm -hmm. around where I wanted it to be, and mm -hmm. then pulling my shirt out of it. Yeah, and like kind of riding down on my hips, but. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's a really, like, I'm going to get that, and then also, um, like, right now, I'm just using, like, a backpack to carry my notes and my books and stuff in to teach, but I want to get, um, like, a satchel, like a Joey Tribbiani man pack. Now, these are the ones that go across? Oh, yeah. And they fit on like, the back? I love yeah, well, yeah, I mean, just, like, more, like, yeah, on the, you know, like a male, male yeah, type I've got a, bag. I've got, I've got a couple of those that are really cool. Um I got one really one back when I worked at GameStop. I got one as a gift. I really, really liked. That was like a, a literally eight years ago. I want to get something that kind of has the look and feel of like the fanny pack. Like the that fanny pack, sweet in like it. Just kind of. You got something hat. special you carry in there? Because everybody asked me, "What do you got in there? What do you got in there?" I'll tell you what I got in there: non-lethal weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I did, man. Uh, I got really. Uh, I'm I'm already giving my shit away. But um, I got on eBay, got real happy the other day. I was like, what do police carry, non-lethal-wise, you know? And uh, I ordered, like, police-level um, pepper spray oh, UV, nice. with the UV marker and all that stuff. I ordered, like, um, the, the strongest stun gun in the world, <laughs> like a billion, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm I'm not going to keep that in there for that long, but I just had to have that stuff. I typically carry my 380. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I just take it out of the holster. And yeah, it fits it real packs. good in there, doesn't it? It does. Um, with the holster, it's a little big, uh, but I do like my 380, my wallet, and my keys. Yeah. Um, and if I'm, I don't carry my 380 all the time though, because um, I have an enhanced concealed carry now, mm -hmm. but which means I could carry on like campuses and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, those by are law. Oh, yeah, you can. But I don't want to just deal with anybody who wants to interpret the law differently or whatever, so I'm not trying to do that. So I typically, when I go to the university, I don't I don't carry with me. And, man, I've, I've talked about this periodically, and, like, it makes me just, like, uh, now that I carry a lot, it makes me think about, like, grabbing onto people differently, you know, like messing around with your buddies, like a lot of my friends carry. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. like, I've been, like, walking across the mat to, like, fix a heavy bag or something, and somebody, like, grab a hold of my leg, and I'm like, I have a gun loaded, mm -hmm. and you're on my single leg, and mm -hmm. that gun is on that hip and mm -hmm. is pointing right between your eyes right now. Yeah, and all you got to do is Due to no, no fault of my own, because mm -hmm. you wanted to grab my single leg when I'm walking across the mat. Exactly. Like, 
So I try not to care. I, like, I, I want to have it at the gym, you know, because just in case anything crazy happens. That's a focal point. You right. know, but at the same time, it's like when I do have it at the gym, I, I typically, if I'm in my like normal clothes like now i don't um i take it out and like put it up in the closet mm -hmm. and uh you know i mean i put it somewhere else not there somebody's listening they're gonna know what content dude yeah but they don't really yeah do you keep it in your I'm hair probably just not even gonna edit out those people's names from that other podcast let them well, yeah. you'll find out real quick if they're listening. i didn't say any weird stuff no <coughs> you know i, I yeah you know, um, it's strange with the whole with the whole carry thing. Um, there's some great great carry options out there, um, dude. I want to get. I've got a nine, but I can't yeah, carry I too. it. It's too it's too big. It's like Mine's a total range gun. Mine is um, a Ruger P89, which my, my 380 is a Ruger, and uh, which I, it's fantastic. But it's 15 shot Ruger P89. And not only is it 15 shot, it's also uh, got a hammer drop system and double action system built into it. So it's bulky as hell. It's the same gun that Antonio Banderas used on Desperado. And, uh, oh, it's, you know, but it's big and it's bulky and it's just, you know, it really does weigh you down. And um, so I'm about to grab me a new concealed carry uh, pistol because that one just weighs me the hell down. Yeah, man, I like uh, my judo sensei has a sh his own shooting range and it's. Uh it's not. I went out and shot when I got my enhanced, and uh, it was nice. Getting, to, I wish, um, and I'm going to like. That's one thing, even I'm guilty of, and more people need to do. I qualified, no problem. I hit a 49 out of 50. That's good. Um, but a lot of people don't take their. Um, it's like training. It would be like if I told everybody I was jujitsu white belt, but I only rolled one time a year. When no, I roll like one time a day, or like I, I roll. I'm typically in the gym three sessions a day, typically. If you count the private lessons and morning class and evening class or noon class and evening class, either one. Never go into battle with an unproven so, rifle, right? Yeah. So like I'm I'm but like at the same time, like I'm I'm only thirty one, so like I still feel really good, but like I was super sore today. It's end of the week. I've worked out a lot this week. And I dude, I can't roll every session every day with every person anymore. Like I just as a general rule, typically I'm like I will roll rounds at morning class, at noon class, or at evening class, or with one of my private lessons, whichever one comes first or whichever one I feel the most vibrant. Um, because dude, it's just uh, not that rolling's exceptionally hard on you, but if you do it three times in one day, it is. Plus, I I like I've been sparring a lot more lately just to kind of you know, keep it real and stay up on my shit. And, um, same thing, you know, you gotta, you gotta stay up with it. With my fanny pack, man. Well, you know, the, the hip, it's actually called a drop hip, a drop hip bag. It sounds cool in fanny pack, but I feel, I feel like, like I would only keep non-lethals in it as, and keep my gun somewhere else because yeah, if someone saw me going for that and plus people who want to search me, that's that's it, dude. Because they'd be like, "Oh, you just got non-lethals in here," you know, and they don't know, you know. They're with, they're with a concealed situation. Um, I know I hate you know it's horrible about what t happened to Texas today, and uh, you know we're, I'm going to give out the old positivity, and we you know about Texas. There was a horrible shooting down there today, which I believe happened with a shotgun. 
I know, right? Uh, you never hear about that. It's always about the old assault rifles. But well, yeah, I don't know. But I'm not. Cons- yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. confirmed about that. But I do know there was multiple deaths, and um, someone just told me shotgun. I might be dead wrong, and I'm 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 completely sorry about that if if I am. Um, but it was a school shooting. But you know, one of my private lessons just canceled. I had to touch base with them. I tell you, man. It's a crazy world, and there's so many copycats going out there and doing this stuff right now. I don't feel safe, you know. It, it, pretty much, I know that's go. a fucked up thing to copycat, but you're exact. It's a great way to think about it. Um, like, you know, I think I, about I, copycat killers. It's just a version of that. It is a version of that, and you know, the news. We had to talk about this when I was a. Uh, I was actually studying newscasting when I was communication. You did major. do broadcast. Yeah, I did. yeah right. So oh, yeah. you, had, dude, look. You should start your own podcast. I'm jackass of all trades, bro. You could you could very easily start your own podcast. I'm thinking dude. about it. I'm actually someone approached me the other day. I've been approached by so dude. Much you know shit. what? If you want to do it, I'll let you use that mixer down there in the floor. <laughs> I would just get if you don't. I'm sure you probably have a mixer. I, I don't. I actually, use this little bitty one over mixer. there, but I have n- I like I have nothing to use that for. Right really? Now. See it sitting right there. No like, shit. Yeah, dude. I like. I tell people all the time now, uh, like anybody that has interesting shit to say, I'm mm-hmm. like, you should start a podcast. I really should, man. And I've I've been approached to start a Twitch channel just because my life is never boring. What what is so, Twitch? Uh, the saddest thing in the world. And I will openly say that. Uh, you know, making three thousand bucks a month, just letting people watch your life. All right, um, I'm looking into this Twitch. It's literally just like imagine having a selfie stick. Okay, and people just watching you do whatever martial arts. Forty-eight hours Saturday Night Live marathon. Twitch is literally you streaming your life, streaming whatever. Like I could put a camera in front in front of my fish tank, and people could stream in and watch it, and then they drop donations. See, dude, look at you, and you're the one who told me about Macaulay Culkin's fucking podcast, dude. Hey, I love Mac, dude. Dude, do you? Okay, so do you know who Theo Vaughn is? Hell yeah, dude, I love dude, Theo. Dude, I'm going to see Theo Vaughn. Oh, shit. Dude, when? he's playing. It, it, don't mind playing. He's, he's doing a performance, yeah, yeah. whatever, routine. Um, You're killing it. West Siloam Springs, Oklahoma, Cherokee oh, Casino, man. June 9th, Saturday, and tickets are $15. You got a crowd going with you? I don't know for sure. Like I've been trying to tell my buddy Colby, I'm like, dude, I, like Cora, I, Cora already said, um, yeah, let's do it. So I love um, Theo Vaughn, dude. Yeah, me too, dude. I love his um, everything. His he's podcast, ever said, it's hilarious, man. Uh, and that's that's the thing is like um, why I've been trying to motivate the guy. So some people could do a podcast, like they have time to do it. They're interesting. Um, maybe even have equipment to do it. You know, I do have a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, house, really, man. all you need is yeah. a mixer, yeah. right? Especially, it just depends on, like, like with me, I knew I was, I've had multiple podcasts where I've had two guests. Dude, I have been approached by so much stuff. Like, if people only knew, I used to, I used to have be a DJ. <laughs> I, I've been approached for male modeling, plus size male modeling recently. I don't even want to go into that shit. Chubs. Wow. No shit. And I was just Did like, I'm not going to add that to my list. You should have been like, yet. I'm not hairy enough, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm like, let me just, I, I'm working on not being a Chubster model right now. So talk to me in a couple of years, bro. I was just like, come on, man. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, I was like, come on, dude. I was just like, there's just too much going on in my life right now, man. I just, come on. 
that is, that is interesting. I mean, but there's like I see this outlet store um, for like uh, plus size um, female clothing, and yeah. so it's definitely a thing. There's definitely uh, the average size of the average waistline of the American male right now is forty inches. You know, I will say this too. Like I've been thinking about this like recently. Like I think uh, like. I just joke about my buddy. I'm like, you can't, you can't come on the podcast and say things like retard, like he just like, oh, jo- yeah. just like joking around yeah. with him and stuff. And he's like, what do you mean? Yeah, like just like trying to just like give him shit. Yeah. But it, like, um, I mean, things like that, like, and fat shaming, yeah, and any of that, like, it's yeah. just bull. This is bullying. Yeah, it is. You know, and like the older I get, like we were talking, I was talking to um, one of my guests because uh, I almost said the phrase, oh, you Jewed him down. Yeah. And I was like, that's an anti-Semitic phrase. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't even, dude, I mean, like grew up going to flea markets, Jewing people on their price. Common Arkansas lingo. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And how crazy is that? Yeah. Uh, and uh, But I, if I would have never seen this movie um, called School Ties with Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. It's actually really good. I've seen, seen it. it. Yeah. I want to watch it again. I wonder if it's on Netflix. That's where I originally saw it. Because like, I saw it on there. All sarcastic, best I remember. Um, and uh, Cora and I watched it. Here's another one i got to ask you about. you seen the OA? No. Holy shit. You ever seen that old school Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, uh, Kevin Bacon movie, Flatliners? Oh, yeah. Think that, but all, it's got the dude that plays the uh, the bad guy in the movie The Patriot. Did he die? That guy, you know? Did uh, he die? Yeah, that guy. Fuck that him. guy. I love him in that movie, yeah. but damn. You Man, just are so he... happy when Mel Gibson's like, you ain't cutting my head off. I'm going to stab yeah. your ass. But... Um, Damn, where was I going when I got off on that Patriot? OA. Okay, the OA. So he's like this crazy doctor that sets up this lab in a mine mm. and gets all these people and continually kills them and brings them back. What? And oh, they yeah. come back from the other side with like, like I'm sorry to do some spoilers here, but like he, he has like a whole group of people and he keeps them in these like separated like by glass and they like start to communicate with each other, but they each time they start going under, they come back, and, like, some of them will come back with a series of physical movements that they mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And, like, all of them, like, one of them dies after being brought back. Like, he's, like, dead. And they Is all... Is this on Netflix? Yeah. On They way. all do this physical movement, and they, like, bring him back to life. Like, I can't and, wait like, to text you about this. They, they have to, like... But each one of them has one of the movements. It's crazy. Yeah. And the very end of the first season ends on a school shooting, too, ironically. We won't full I, circle again. I find myself watching some of the most obscure things on Netflix, but I, I, I must be getting old because right now I'm like knee deep in British soap operas. Dude, I just, uh, <laughs> yesterday I was like, I just Netflixed World War One. Yeah. And uh, like saw what they had on there because um, I was like I was just like what well, do I want to make any changes do I want to watch any documentaries um, if you need something to put you, to like you know calm you down take the edge off life I, I think I told you this watch Cheers you got to get knock it off your bunch of my friends are knock it off your bucket list that. you know and follow it up with Frasier but seriously watch Cheers man that show because you're you, you can't really watch it until you're in your thirties. Because everything, everybody in it is in their thirties. They start the show off in their thirties, and you progress through their lives with them. Fantastic! Hey, can I blow your mind real quick? Do it. YouTube. Yeah. Put Let's do it. put this up here. Ready? Tell me when you're in search. I got it. This is for everybody. Ready? Kiefer Sutherland. 
got it. Whiskey. All right. Okay, not enough whiskey? Yeah. Play that shit. Oh, hold on. Alex Jones came back on. <laughs> Damn it, Alex. Not right now. I got to cast it. <coughs> mind. Your mind. Dude, we found country a couple of times now. It happens. Is man. Kiefer Sutherland in a country band that I don't know about? Just hang on to yourself. It's going to be like, uh, what's you're, you're not ready for this. I'm, I've sent this to everybody this week, but I've saved this just for you. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland's a country. It's like when Hootie and the Blowfish went country, bro. Or just yeah, Hootie. This will be stuck in your head all day, though. Darius Rucker. This hook. <laughs> I can only think about the movie The Three Musketeers right now. Young Guns for me. Uh, uh, Lost Boys. Dude, Young Guns. You don't know why. <laughs> you just are. We're in the spirit world, asshole. They can't see us. Yeah, definitely Young Guns. Young Guns 2. Um, Flatliners, that movie I mentioned a minute ago. Lost Boys was my Lost first Boys, experience. Lost Boys, definitely, dude. Um, definitely Lost Boys. Oh, my Boys. God, man. I never got into that show 24. It's ironic. I didn't either. I completely skipped that. And in everyone's going to get pissed at that, but it's the truth. Breakfast the other day, um, my buddy and I started talking about Kiefer Sutherland, ironically. I mean, just like, I just had a comrade. But dude, little did either one of us know that he had a country album. And the thing is, everyone that watches this video is just like, oh, no, it's just, you know, it's, it's Jack, you know, Jack from 24. And that's not what I see. Dude, no, I no, never no. even watched that. All I see is Doc or uh, Lost Boys. Dude, look at him jamming that guitar right there. I know. What you the know, fuck? he he helped a lot of musicians, struggling musicians. And now he's uh he's getting to live his dream, man. This came out two years ago. How did we miss this? Wow. Right? I, this was on my feed the other day, and I was just like, stop everything. Dude, listen to Kiefer Sutherland's full name. Kiefer William Frederick Dempsey George Rufus Sutherland. I know. Holy shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven names. His father's quite eccentric. Wow. Been married twice. This has been stuck in my head for like three days, and I was like, I cannot <laughs> oh wait God. to throw this at Brian. Did you just? I was like, I was like, when John comes over, I'm gonna mind fuck him a country boner a little bit. Just like I've like, heard that. I know. I I knew you Don't would you have, but I I figured I figured you wouldn't expect me to bust it out. <laughs> it won't go down. That's the thing about me, man. I fuck back. <laughs> yeah, he's got an album, 2016, down in the hole. Yeah, man. Kiefer Sutherland filmography. Let's yeah. see what this is all about. Lost Boys in 87. Before that, I got one for you. I can't believe I didn't think of this. Stand By Me. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. With uh, River Phoenix. Rest in peace. Young Guns in 88. Young yeah, that, Guns 2 in 90. Corey Feldman in it. Uh, Stand By Me was Corey Feldman. And also, uh, oh, shit. You need to look up the cast. It'll blow your mind who the little uh, heavyset kid in, in it was. Who he grew up to be. Little country uh, resolution there at the end. Um, Stand By Me, the film. Yeah, look uh, up the, the the main cast. I, I I hate that I forgot his name. Will Wheaton is Gordy. Um, Richard Dreyfuss plays adult Gordy. River mm-hmm. Phoenix plays Chris. Mm-hmm. Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. Jerry O'Connell. That yeah, look, you, you recognize him? He was a little little heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, what else was he in? Jerry Maguire, Scream Two. Um. Yeah, I definitely recognize that guy. He's been a lot of TV shows. River well. Phoenix, man. John Cusack. Um. The most Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. River Phoenix was something else, man. Yeah, he really was. He really was. I'll go back to that Wikipedia. Back. Okay. Um. Lost Boys, Young Guns, One and Two, Flatliners. Um, Three Musketeers in 93 That came out when I was a kid I loved it A Time to Kill You ever seen that movie, dude? Every bit Oh, man, I love it I need to watch that again I was just talking about it the other day Yes, uh, they deserve to die And I hope they burn in hell <laughs> oh, Damn, dude That's crazy Dude, I'm a cinephile, bro <laughs> You're not going to name something I, I probably don't know something about Um, Taking Lives That was a pretty good yes, one Yes, it was Um, Phone Booth he was the guy. He was the mm-hmm. sniper in phone booth sniper, with yeah. uh, what's his name, Farrell. He plays such a really, um, really great bad guy. Dude, how did I pa- how did I pass over this one? Nineteen ninety four, the Cowboy Way. The Cowboy Way. I have seen more times than probably any of those films combined. Dude, I, I dad, love it, man. My I dad love loved that movie. Uh, Pepper, Pepper Lewis, Woody Harrelson. Played yeah, Pepper yeah, Lewis. yeah. I'd see my buddy that I just ate with mm-hmm. named his newborn son Pepper. I love that name. And he's like, Cowboy Way, dude. Now that was where like, he got it? Yeah. Oh, and I was like, man. dude, I love Cowboy Way. And I love I, that name, too. It's such a, such a great, spicy name. <laughs> no, it really is, though. That's funny. I mean, that's, that's such a good name. There was a um. Oh, there was a singer about for a all the main singer ones for a band that, named Pepper too. that I've seen that I like, or that I've I seen. Can't think what he was. The, he the, has a lot of movies. There was a singer to a band named Pepper that was um, featured in Tuesday's Gone on the Garage Inc. album Metallica. Are you going to go see Metallica? They're coming at like the like 2019. Uh, they've already started selling tickets though for uh, to Verizon. I went to the last one at Verizon. Yeah. Um, They've come a couple of times uh, since I've been um, alive that I remember. I just, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, you know, I went to the last one. You know, you go. It's a powerful experience. Yeah, I imagine. You sit there during Creeping Death and get to be a part of the, die, die, part of the audience. You know, that's a powerful moment in life. You need to do it if you haven't done it. I do. I haven't seen it. I don't go to a lot um, of concerts at this point. Um, And this is going to sound pompous but i'm just gonna say it when you are a when you are a magician a magician wow david blaine david blaine i make frog come out of mouth no when you are a when you are a musician um you 
you sit there and, and you you sit there and you watch from a different angle. And you oh, go, I know. I, I, I what was it got plugged? I deal in? with that as well. Not to the degree I bet that um, you do like watching front men and stuff, but too, it's like sometimes you're just like, <coughs> excuse me, suck trying to figure it out. Like that's what I noticed, like with watching guitar players. Uh, yeah, and it's and it becomes more of an observation than, than an just experience. A show, and yeah. um, I don't see the show anymore. I just am there studying instead of. Uh, that's why the show. I don't like. He's got his deer horn out there. That's why I don't like um, being on the rail at shows. Like a buddy of mine that I got a lot of shows with that's come on the podcast a few times loves being on the rail. I don't mind it. Like I'm definitely down to get on the rail with him, but. What I do, um, I don't know. That's like when I'm that close, I'm just like breaking it down. And then, too, last time I was losing my mind, and this drummer who looked like Nick Swartzen for Dr. Dog, mm-hmm. um, just like like he kept looking at me. I was like, and I was like, kept making eye contact with him. And I was like, uh, you're awesome, dude. Why are you looking at me? Stop looking at me. <laughs> it was weird, you know, because it was at George's. It's just super small venue, but they're, oh, they're yeah. like, it was sold there. out. I played there. Nice. Very nice. It is small. But totally sold out, totally packed in. And, like, at one point, like, I looked back and I was just like, damn, I don't like being – I don't like having this many people behind me is how I felt. So I went to uh, the old Juanitas. God, I've played that like nine times. Dude, I think that Juanitas is closed now. Yeah, it's no longer a thing, I don't believe. But, you know, the old Juanitas was such an honor to ever even play it because you're sharing the stage with so many. Dude, I've seen some – fucking incredible yeah shows and i've met some really famous people there you know and anyways um so we were on this uh little double date thing and i went to go see king's x which is extraordinarily famous in their own right but from way back in the day and doug pinnock is like in his 50s he's uh the bassist slash singer for this band and i mean they're just playing uh, their balls off and all of a sudden you know we're on the front we're on the front packed behind us and all of a sudden uh his pants start sliding down and he's got this bass and he's just slapping the bass and he's like this gangly gangly man and i mean thin his pants just start sliding down further and further i'm like oh maybe he doesn't part of the show how much he's sagging the old britches there and uh he's openly uh homosexual and i'm thinking you know he's looking at tyler the whole time and I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's just giving Tyler a show, but he doesn't realize his pants might be coming all the way off here in a second. And this is a man in his 50s, okay? And it's not a flattering scene as his pants come all the way off and he's wearing tidy whities And skinny little legs, and everybody's just like, hmm. He doesn't do anything about it. He just turns around and wags his little ass at the crowd. And... I'm like, you know, maybe I've been to enough concerts for a while. <laughs> At least on that the front that, row. That is fucking awkward. <laughs> it was so awkward, and he didn't do anything about it. And we were just like, and, he, and the whole time he just keeps looking back at Tyler. And I'm like, Tyler, I think he likes you. But it was it, that was an odd moment. If you, yeah, if, if you it, know King's yeah. X, though, I mean, they're I, famous, I, man. No, I really haven't. I listened to him. Great. Oh, that's Great man. Uh, fantastic man. But my God, was that a weird moment. Super famous. And he's wagging that. At, uh, yeah. 
You you ever talk to her anymore? No, I haven't had a chance in a long time. That dude was super talented. Yeah, he was. It is. He's playing yeah. with a group uh, up in Northwest Arkansas. I saw that he put out some sort of a little EP mm-hmm. a, a few years ago. I think it was. Yeah, I've, I've was followed him. I've uh, haven't done a great job of staying in touch, but yeah. Well, I mean, dude, it's difficult when people move. I mean, even though it's only a couple only hours a couple away, hours, you know. But still, I mean, for me, a couple of hours, or you live in California, I'm probably going to see you the same amount of times. So. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's that's what I tell my friends, even that have moved to Rus- to Russellville, and I'm in Clarksville. I'm like, you might as well be 300 miles away. You might as well be 3,000 miles away. Sometimes, dude. That's it's, I mean, that's perfect example because I've been living up here since like when we like if, if you think back to like okay yeah we're i was seeing you on a regular basis we're hanging out like that stopped when i moved to russellville for sure even though it's like fucking 25 miles and to the only like i tell people this i'm like yeah i go back to clarksville sometimes but like it's almost exclusively just to see my parents like if i'm gonna go there i go see my parents then i come back home it's hard to find reasons to go anywhere that's not within your vicinity it's like I say super busy too, so like it's um you know it's uh you know you know, but that's also I find that that's where happiness lies is staying occupied. Those who die young are those often who have nothing else better to do but die um when people quit work. They often fade. Or their spouse dies. Well, that's a very real thing. I've watched that happen many times. I was just talking with one of my um, mentors about that. uh, I had a professor that passed away last year, and he passed away like 14 days after his wife passed away. Yeah, that's happening. And like he didn't have like any serious health problems before that. Like it's crazy, man. That's happening to my friend Scott. I don't know if you remember Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's happening to him right now. His dad passed away. Uh, about six months ago, and his mom's about to go too now. And Damn, man. it has nothing. He's still working at Walmart. Yeah, meat department. But you know, it's funny how that like went from. Yeah, they're completely unrelated, but still, you can't help but ponder. Um, if one had to do with the other. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think there's no question. Uh, like, because I hear, I've heard, I heard about it several times. Yeah, it's like um losing half your half your life. Um. Pulling my my own mother, you know, she was married 40-some-odd years to my dad. And, I mean, she just, she wanted to die for, like, five years. She seems vibrant now. Now. Yeah. But it, it took. Because you said she's 75? 75 years she old. She doesn't look 75. No, she don't. She, <laughs> she doesn't talk 75. No, she don't act 75. She doesn't sound now. 75. Dude she, dude, she walks around going to the movies in a Walking Dead t-shirt. Dude, she's hilarious. And it um works. She works. And um, never she she can't be still. She goes to work to get rest because she's always playing. She's always running around doing shit. Yeah, that's that's the only way. I mean, it is you know. Um, but you know that's that's like I was telling uh, Cora after the last podcast is you know I my parents I, I have a, I have a strange parental situation because my dad was born in 1932. Uh, 11 years older than my mom. I, I shouldn't even exist. Dude, when you tell me, like, uh, I was trying to um, explain to I'm 35. S- somebody <laughs> about h- how you, I was, I think I was trying to tell Danny Dring about you being related to Russ. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you Russ know, I, uh, it's like a friend of mine, because I was just like breaking it all down. I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, you know Russ this way. And then, um, 
Caleb knows you. And before I even knew you and Caleb, I knew this guy who is, I was like related to Russ and I was trying to think about how. And then last time I saw you, you're like, yeah, he's like my nephew. He is. And I was like, damn. Russ is like in his 50s or something, right? 40s, 50s, for sure. Um, Late 40s. Yeah, he's he's definitely um, in his 40s. I feel like he's in his 40s at least. Um, I'd have to do the math. Yeah, but dude, I didn't realize I drinks like 56 years old the other day. He told Mm -hmm. me, I was like, shit. Man, yeah. um, So my, my brother's daughter is married to Russ. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie. That's wild, isn't it? <laughs> and you're and you're like, how many years younger are you than him? Like than my brother? The, well, either one. Oh Jesus, dude! My my so my my brother's sister's older than me, or my bleh, my brother's daughter is older than me. That's wild. So I mean, I've only got one niece that's younger than me, and I've got lots of nieces and nephews older than me, because my brothers and sisters are all old enough to be my parents. Because my dad had four kids that by the time gangster, he was nineteen. Dude. My dad, my dad had four kids by the time he was nineteen. He was born in nineteen thirty-two. He had four kids by the time he was nineteen, and then didn't have another kid. Me with his second wife, eleven years younger than him, when he was fifty years old, he had me. Damn! You know, I got shot out of a musket, so <laughs> I shouldn't even exist. <laughs> That's a fucking funny way of describing <laughs> it, dude. Holy I, shit! I closed up shop and left. And <laughs> pulled out the windows, you know. And <laughs> wow. So, so here I am, bro. That's a thing of yeah, reference. Shit. Yeah. I don't want to hear your inhospitable environment <laughs> excuses <laughs> against all odds. Against all odds, man. So I, you know, I was born in, in '83, you know, and um, I never even met my grandfathers because they died in the '70s. Man, they yeah. they were they were born last. They were born in the 1800s, bro. I shouldn't even exist. I have old blood. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Dude, we should spirit cook your ass. We should. I sh- because my blood shouldn't exist at my age. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, I, you know, most people walk around, you know, like, I, they're, they're, they're mutts of so many different races. See, I'm not. My, my blood's old enough that I have, you know, as a, as a Caucasian even, I've got. <clears throat> Damn it. It happened again, dude. Yeah. I should have checked that memory card. I have so. Uh, I can throw in this audio on the end of that video. Cool. No problem. I got very few bloodlines. Yeah. But. Well, dude, I do need to actually go ahead and wrap it up. I'm That's gonna go, cool. I'm going to go help my buddy. Um, we got a guy that has been uh, moved here from Atlanta that um, he's been on the podcast several times. Sure, he does yeah. my MMA show with me. And he and um, his lady have um, rented a house. Uh, see, he's a nuclear engineer at the plant. And they rented a house, and um, he got off work earlier than expected. Texted me and asked him if I'd help him load his U-Haul. So I'm going to go do that. So I think that's a good thing to do, man. Well, dude, thanks so much for coming on, bro. Um, it was a pleasure sitting down and listening to some music Always with a you. pleasure being uh, here. We'll have to uh, create an ex- – we should do uh, – we should either – I mean, I feel like um, maybe watching it on the podcast not a good idea. We should watch that Blood and Wine documentary and then do a review on it. Sure. On the podcast. Like, we can do it after the show. So, anytime yeah. I'm talking about specifically, like we did an after the show on Cobra Kai, that's one of my mm-hmm. series I do. Yeah. For just TVs and movies and documentaries and stuff like that. So, I would be down to do that if you would. 
And I mean, any movies you want to talk about? You know? Oh, dude, just give me a list, bro. Like, because we can do. Like, I'm trying to build content and talk about shit I'm excited about, and and two, just because of wrapping up finals and trying to coordinate with some guests that have had difficult schedules. I haven't been podcasting as much the last couple of weeks, and it's yeah. bummed me out. Well, I can make time anytime, man. I'm down, For and sure. I might just go ahead and do this podcast idea you've been talking about. That'd dude. be kind of fun, man. I got Spotify going on, so dude. I mean, we you could get set up super easy. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm sure. Um, I mean, do you have a Shure SM58 microphone? I do not, but I can get one. Yeah, I mean, these are, yeah, I'm sure you know, just not super hard. cheap, yeah, dynamic cardioid. So, uh, dude, even doing one of these in front of your computer, a little blue Yeti USB. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't even require a mixer, actually. Just no, plug straight I, into the I, computer. I can do that. I can do that real easy. Yeah. We're right on, bro, bro. It's good talking to good you, Good talking man. to you, As bro. always, signing off.